Welcome back to Bold of You to Say. We're back with another episode. In this one, we gave a review of the Snyder Cut, and please never ask us about it again because we are yeah. entirely burnt out uh, when it comes to the Snyder Cut. I will say this: the Snyder Cut is a movie that, despite everything, it exists. It, you, well, you know, you can't take that away. You can't take that away from it. I, I, um, I wish I could. <laughs> Uh, but before we got into that, there were a couple of news stories that we covered. First, why are we trying to fuck the moon? Uh, stay tuned to find out. Uh, and then NFTs and just I how awful like they are. I feel like we should specify. It's not us, the two of us that are trying to fuck the moon. It's just yeah, not us. Scientists yeah. are trying to fuck the moon. Yeah, we should clarify. No, no, we're not like. It's not like Despicable Me. We're gonna shrink the moon down so we can fuck it. Although that does give me an uh. idea. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, then we did a story about NFTs and a, a specific one that we just hate and melts our brains. And then we uh, gave our initial reactions to the uh, to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I bled during the filming of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, subscribe, comment, all that stuff. Uh, follow us on Twitter, buy our merch, and... Um, yeah, let's just let's just jump right into it. What does that say? You you can read it. Why are we trying to fuck the moon? Uh, you're recording, right? Yeah. That's the intro to news minute. Yep. I'm not playing the fucking <laughs> horn. Alright, so Alex, why are people trying to fuck the moon? Okay, so this is from AV Club, and like always, this will be linked in the description. Scientists plan to shoot massive load of sperm samples onto the moon. Oh, okay. Actually, I've heard of this. I made a uh, Doom meme of it. You can't just shoot your nut onto the surface of the moon. <laughs> so I guess this is... I think it's supposed to be like a Noah's Ark kind of thing. Like, we're trying to, like, preserve, like, the species or something. I don't know. Um, so we're going to nut on the moon. Yeah, we're gonna nut on the moon. That is the most gorilla caveman thinking I've ever heard of. Yeah, like, I mean, it's probably been a goal of humanity, honestly, for the as long as we've been a species, really. Because it's like you know, you look up at the sky, you know, like how how did it, most religions start? People looked up at the sky. They were like big ball of light, and then they were like making up stories like oh that's like a guy in a chariot riding it across the sky that's why the sun goes up in the morning and down at night and then there were some guys the elon musks of their day that were like i'm gonna fuck that someday yeah well, I'm, I'm gonna uh, fuck that ball of light in the sky and I'm now getting, we finally have the means to accomplish that goal i need to get some images saved i have a project i'm gonna make i want you to turn this into the uh into an image for this i'm not gonna say what it is yet you're gonna have to you, you and the viewers are gonna find out together okay i'll probably make it the thumbnail do it <laughs> i just have to get the get it all saved in. i gotta get a good photoshop thing running too so they're trying to fuck the moon is this the future yeah. the liberals want this is a future that I can I conceivably uh, someone wants. 
I don't know. I guess. Okay. So this is from the article. The plan was worked up at this year's Institute of Electrical and Electronics Engineers Aerospace Conference, long known as the most erotic of engineering conferences. In a video from the event, uh, SFW, despite its many lurid references to lunar pits and lava tubes, the University of Arizona team proposed the creation of, quote, a modern arc, unquote, beneath the moon's surface that would contain a biological treasure trove of animal fluids. Okay, so this is like, it's not just people fucking the moon. I guess the entire planet's ecosystem uh at least all the ones that we can jerk off are fucking the this moon. This is this is amazing though, Alex, because you know what this means? It means as an entire like planet, we are going to collectively fuck the moon. You know what? I've never felt more <laughs> like more in tune with a planet before than when we're going to go fuck the moon. <laughs> you know, when I think of the most powerful or um empowering uh, accomplishments of our species. It's going to always be the time we gave the man the moon a facial. I think of things like inventing the airplane, you know, the telephone, uh, vaccines, just in general, uh, Wonder Woman. And now we can add to the list that time that we all collectively fucked the moon. The entire planet of Earth. We you know what the, the <laughs> you know the question on my mind is are we going to stick around or are we going to be a deadbeat dad collectively I, as a species i think because you know nasa is... <laughs> nasa is severely underfunded so it's not like we can even pay child support I, alex i think the plan is uh we're not going to stick around that's why we're giving the moon a facial <laughs> like like, I feel like scientists are just like, you know, Earth's fucked. Contingency plan. Not on the moon. <laughs> no, Maybe no. Maybe will figure the it Earth, out. <laughs> the Earth's fucked. Um, so that's all that moon. we know how to do, so let's fuck the moon, too. I guess. You just gave the moon parasites. <laughs> but not really, like... Did we not learn our lesson from every sci-fi movie ever? These kids gonna grow up weird. Yeah, like, do you, like, do you want inhumans to happen because I mean, you, because that's how you make marvels inhumans happen as long as we don't let the queen of elizabeth on the moon we should be good yeah but no like like we joke about it and stuff like oh monkey brain fuck moon but like scientific like from a scientific perspective we fuck the moon and then what uh, well, hopefully, if there's intelligent life out there, they'll just do what Halo did. Uh, they'll reseed the planet, or they'll just drink it. I'm really hoping some alien's gonna find, like, Earth that's like a fucking blown up wasteland. They're gonna find the moon, they're gonna find this cache of, like, gene seed. And they're gonna be like, oh, what's this? They're gonna crack open a cold one, guzz it down, and be like, ah! Oh! Oh, it's horrible! <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, dodos are extinct again. No, but, like, okay, so let's just say, like, the contingency works out and, like, the the world is ending and the last of our species goes to the moon colony and they're like, all right, we got to 
Uh, we gotta restart humanity. Let's break open the let's break open the turkey baster. Imagine like being one of those people, or imagine being a post-apocalyptic moon baby. Who who would want to be in that situation? I I say at that point we just say fuck it and cut our losses. Well, that's the thing though. Like to the post-apocalyptic moon baby, that's life. Like there was nothing before that. It's just like. Basically, the idea is humanity's gonna make it through this shit until the end of it all. That's the end goal. We need to become crab, Alex. I guess. Yeah. I guess. Okay. So if if yet. this if these events transpire before we become crab, then I understand. Um. Actually, I you know full one eighty. I reverse my decision. I will be a post apocalyptic moon baby, if that helps us on our journey to become crab. I told yeah, see? And even if it doesn't, even if after we become crab this happens, like clearly something went wrong with society to where the, the peak performance animal didn't survive. <laughs> so uh maybe a do-over is a need. We learn from the mistakes of our past on the moon, which we fucked. I hope that like SpaceX doesn't like get its hands on this. Cause the like moon or the the <laughs> Just this project, this this project, like I hope that SpaceX isn't in charge of like revitalizing humanity because it's like, imagine, imagine you're a moon baby and you have cat ears and a tail and someone has to explain to you. Okay. So there's this guy named Elon Musk, right? (laughs) He was a, a rich guy and he had a company with a lot of crazy ideas. One of those ideas was you. Do you know what the term eccentric trillionaire means? I just I was just born yesterday, no. So there's this guy named Lex Luthor, and we thought he was fictional. <laughs> Elon Musk shaves his head, fights Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Elon Musk would create Superman just to fight him. You know what? Actually, it's weird, because, like, Jeff Bezos looks like the most like Lex Luthor. You know what? Okay, Elon Musk. (laughs) Elon Musk would turn himself into Superman, and then he would be like, "Create cat girls, or I will laser the the I will laser Australia into space." And then everyone's gonna be like, "Okay," and he's like, "Oh, I'll laser a, a a better place into space and then we're like okay all right fine then jeff bezos suits up in his in his amazon branded mech suit and it's like pacific rim but cool no what this is exactly what it's going to be like uh jeff bezos is going to be lex luthor and elon musk is uh like the guy that wants to turn everyone into dinosaurs from that one spider-man comic i forget who it oh, was oh god no, he's like That's Dr. A- Animo from Ben 10. Yeah. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I made an army of cat girls. Bezos shows up. I will kill them all. <laughs> he's got the fucking robo arms, too. He's like a mixture of Doc Ock and Lex Luthor. You know what? And he's we doing the this. laugh the whole time. Ah, 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 ah. Like, what is that? That's my evil laugh. Uh, uh. And Elon Musk would be live tweeting the whole thing. 
The entire time, there's just like a cyborg in the distance watching. You would cyborg. He would grow um, an extra two arms just to like, and and like a separate head just to be live tweeting the whole thing while he's fighting fuck? Jeff Bezos. Who made a fucking goddamn Mark Zuckerberg? Okay, I had a fucking hot flash for a second. Uh, no, Mark Zuckerberg, though, he's going to be like Brainiac, you know, like the supercomputer. He's going to be like Ultron. <laughs> you know, it's funny because <clears throat> Mark Zuckerberg and Lex Luthor were both played by Jesse Eisenberg. So, you know, they have at least that in common. Yeah, I think I, I think that's just uh, life imitating art. Now, I know we're going to get more into this, but I just want to say Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor is probably the dumbest fucking casting choice ever. Oh yeah, Lex Luthor. Yeah, that, like, I had that in my notes too for the movie. I I'm gonna just like list off a bunch of people that would make better Lex Luthor's. Uh, anyone else? Good point. Yeah, because <laughs> like, what's uh what's the the biggest things about Lex Luthor? Uh, he's no nonsense, bald, insane, and big. Kind of fuckable. Yeah, a little bit. He's got that chin. He's like he he's like suave. Well, that's like the thing he, though. Like he, he stole Superman's girl in in Red Sun. Yeah, I mean, look, tech kind of. He was married to he, Lois Lane, but like he stole he stole Superman's girl. I tell you what, I think Red Sun Lex Luthor was probably like the only version of Lex Luthor that wasn't the most biggest dick. He was a dick, but you know, he was he was a lot more sympathetic. I yeah. Think. He wasn't like you you understood why he did the things he did, whereas in the other ones it's like, I made this mech suit that cost my entire company so I could kill Superman. Why? Because I hate him. Why do I hate him? Because I hate him. Yeah. Uh, I wanna I wanna go into it right now, but we gotta go through our other stuff first and then we'll get into yeah. all the Snyder Cut stuff. Yeah. But anyway, let's do the next story um i don't really have any notes written about this but um nfts so like i i know what they are you know what they are well we know what they are like as much as any normal person could i guess um, i mean i saw someone put down that it's basically like a money laundering scheme that's legal probably um i mean all art trading is uh to some degree or another. Yeah. But um no, so NFTs uh for anyone in the audience that doesn't know uh it's it stands for uh what was it non-fungible token? Yeah. Uh fuck it, we'll go with that. I'm not even going to google it. So it's basically like so people use it to sell art, right? But not like how you sell art normally where you get like a copy of a of an image. If you're selling digital art um, or, you know, you, you pay money and you get a copy of it or you get like a printout or something, you're paying money uh, for, I guess, uh, like the rights to it. Like you pay for the original version of it. Um, I mean, I don't know how it works. Like, I assume you can just like screenshot it and then it's like you, you tank the value of it because it's like what's what's the what's the incentive to buy the nft but anyway people are selling like their tweets as nfts like jack dorsey i think sold like his first tweet as an nft 
Why? Uh, for money. Who the and fuck is Jack it's cool. Dorsey? He founded Twitter. Okay. What contributions has he made to society? Uh, he founded Twitter. Okay, read my lips. What contributions has he made to society? Good point. <laughs> but so, it's like giving the devil a, a medal. So now that we have the loosest understanding of what an NFT is, uh, so this I saw this on my news feed. This is from CNN, uh, CNN Style. World's first digital NFT house sells for $500,000. I hope those people go bankrupt. I hope everyone so it's involved like, in that situation learns the most harshest of les- lessons. Okay, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. There's a video of it. Uh, the article will be linked down below. There's a, a picture of it, a, a still image of it on the, uh, on the article. There's a couple stills of it. And then there's a, a video of it. And like my Oculus home environment looks better and more detailed than this $500,000 digital house. Well, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck do you do with this? I don't know. I, I mean, I could see using it for like uh, like a game or something or for VR or like for VR chat or something, which, by the way, VR chat environments, VR chat environments in this free game that anyone can get. Most of them that I've been in look better than this five hundred thousand dollar house. You can buy like. Uh, you can buy, like, uh, commission. You could commission, uh, some fucking furry to build you a VR house. It would probably be better everything than this $500,000 garbage. Yeah. It looks like every portrayal of virtual reality pre-2014. Oh my god! Yes! Holy shit, yes! Everything that's, like, <laughs> pre-Oculus Quest. Fucking, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh... I want to get uh, clips from VR troopers. I want you to use them because, like, you're absolutely fucking right. Yeah, if I clip this, I'll I'll show that on screen. But um, yeah, like every like like in Community, okay, Community, uh, season six, they did <clears throat> they did an episode where the dean uh, at Greendale like gets into VR, but it's like it it was aired in like 2014 2015 so like the oculus rift like just came out so vr was still like very very niche even more than it was now or even more than even more than it is now and so it was like it straight up looked like tron like (sighs) classic tron the good shit inject that right into me because like no one knew what virtual reality was so, uh, so it's like a you know he, the headset is like three feet long, and he's in like a like the he's like the, the those things that you like those things yeah it's like the matrix but like low budget, uh, and he's like in a like a rig like you put like a toddler in you know and they like bounce and shit, kind of like that but like for a grown man, which you know those are starting to actually become a thing and I kind of want one but they look they look cool now, but yeah like. That's what this house looks like. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, I, I see. I see it. <laughs> it's so funny. It's uh, 
It's Homer Simpson. It's the 3D Homer Simpson when he's stuck in the uh, in the green space. I forget which episode it was. It's one of the three a trios of horrors. But it it's all I can think of when I see that fucking NFT house. Yeah, <laughs> it's Homer Simpson trapped in virtual reality. Yeah. Now I will, uh, like I said, I will link this article in the description, and anyone that's listening to this, just. Tell me with a straight face you would pay any amount of money for this for this uh virtual house. Give me that one guy who's really into NFTs. He's like, yeah, no, I would pay thousands of dollars for this. Yeah, no, NFTs are like, uh, like it's a similar thing to Bitcoin, and like at least I understand Bitcoin. Like I understand how it works sort of like i understand it's basically like a dollar like a like a bitcoin is like a dollar i mean even a dollar is theoretical we we tell each other that they exist and we tell each other that they have value we tell each other that a a dollar equals a 100 cents and we tell each other a loaf of bread costs you know 70 cents and we tell each other basically that the dollar has any meaning at all so it's the the same thing with bitcoin we just pretend it has value therefore it does yeah it's like every it's, currency thing yeah every hasn't. every currency is theoretical it's just represented by something yeah and i mean some of it does on have the gold value to it but well what is what is gold uh how does it have value like- how does it have value it is a rare metal that we like the look of. That is because of the arbitrary caveman brain thinking shiny thing precious. Yeah, so we tell each other gold is worth something. Yeah. So if you have a dollar worth of gold, we tell each other that gold is worth a dollar. Uh, but what it but NFTs like it, it's not a currency, so we like uh, are we seriously going to tell each other that a virtual house is worth $500,000. Like, yeah. I mean, if the, if it's your thing, like, let's just say we were all, you know, hypothetically, let's just say hypothetically that we were all millionaires, you know, and there was no poverty in the world. And, you know, we just like didn't know what else to do with our money other than put it in a pile and light it on fire. And people started getting into like trading million dollar virtual environments like okay fine i guess if you're really that bored but i don't know i just it's melting my brain Uh, and my my point that i wanted to make is that nfts just as a concept like my understanding is that it will ruin or i guess the spirit of it ruins what makes the internet great yeah because like what what are the like what do we love about the internet that it's like well porn and (laughs) the fact that it's like a like a A free free environment yeah yeah and you can share information and art and you can communicate and it's all uh you know it's it's free to use I mean, you have to pay for access to it and you have to pay for like subscriptions if you want like Netflix and stuff. But, you know, the barrier of entry is fairly low. 
Yeah. But NFTs are trying to turn, like, you know, specifically talking about uh, the art trade, like trading art, selling art, whatever. Like, NFTs seem to be like, like we're regressing back to like, 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 you know, the game Bidiots. Yeah. It's like that. It's like we're, we're, we're regressing to real life Bidiots. Art life imitates art. Like uh, the, the great thing about buying, selling, trading art online if is that when you get it, when you buy it. Yeah, the, the the art spreads and people get to enjoy it. But it seems like NFTs are trying to reverse that and make it into like, oh, you know, you got to pay, you know, top dollar to experience, you know, this, this image, this this illustration, this 3D model, whatever. When the great thing that we love about the Internet is that you can just post something. And, you know, the idea is that you know, you you get to experience it and you get to contribute to it. I'm going to NFT my dick pics. You know, I hope I hope that people start doing that just to like <laughs> tank, just to tank the like reputation of NFTs. You know, Alex, we, we it, you know, it takes a village. <laughs> <laughs> Many hands make light work quick. Get the camera, mom. <laughs> We're going to crush the competition. <laughs> but yeah, in short, uh, NFT bad. Yeah, fuck NFTs. You know what? Why are we fucking the moon? We should be fucking NFTs. Yeah, we should be sending NFTs to the moon. We should be sending jizz to NFTs. Yeah. Anyone that makes an NFT, I'm going to jizz in your mailbox. I saw this, I saw this video. I forget who did it, but if I can... Like if, I I, if I if I find it, I will link it in the description, but I probably won't be able to. But basically, it was like um, making fun of NFTs and it was like, hey, check it out. I got this cool NFT. And, and he was like showing this guy on his phone. He's like, oh, cool. Can I see that? And he screenshots it and sends it to himself. And he's <laughs> like, I own it now. He's like, well, hold on. I have this certificate in the blockchain, which by that's a that's another part of NFTs. You have a, a certificate in the blockchain, like like Bitcoin, and you yeah, know you, you have a certificate, right like a like a deed to it. And then the guy is like, oh, can I see that? Screenshots it, send it sends it to himself. I own it now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna say this right now. I don't think anyone cares about blockchains or anything. Is this even legally like you know? Like is it is is it legally well, supported? Or well, is blockchain it, is how it's how uh, Bitcoin operates. It's not managed okay, by like central steals servers. My Bitcoin. Will the government have anything to do with getting it back? Um. No, I don't think it's like government regulated. Okay. Good. So yeah, no, that just means we can steal whatever the fuck we want. The idea Get of of. Bitcoin, as I understand it, is that you have a like a blockchain like wallet and you have like a password to it. But if you lose the password or if you like try to any incorrect attempts, you just get blocked out of it and there's no way to like recover it and you're fucked. I have an idea. I want to make a new like uh, fucking cryptocurrency, but I want it to have like 17 different passwords and you have to make a new one for each one because it won't let you do the same one over and over again. 
That way these people will get onto it and they'll have to like remember these 17 new passwords and over time they'll slowly forget their original passwords for the other things and result in them forgetting their fucking like Bitcoin wallet and their NFT blotch whatever. You know and we what? Will ruin them. You know we'll what? Ruin um, them with monkey brain tactic. You know what feels really ironic to me? What? I just it you know it tickles me that the way that we measure the value of Bitcoin is in dollars. Yeah. And you know, the and the whole point of Bitcoin is to replace the dollar. That was the original point. Now it's just like stock market, but for insane people. Yeah, I mean, I've heard a lot of like compelling arguments for why it can, will, and should replace the dollar. But at the same time, it is very fun to clown on it and make fun of it. Yeah. Watch is like. In a in a couple of years, Bitcoin will take over all of the world's currency. You know, if that happens, congratulations, Bitcoin. You did the unthinkable. But it won't, because this isn't some cookie cutter Zack Snyder story. You're, this you're, is real life, kid. In yeah. real life, no currency takes over the US dollar. Yeah. Don't They're even try it. Uh, I'm just saying this right now. We were told to do things like like we were told to like uh like wear masks and shit to stop the spread of a virus and that became a political problem. Do you really think removing the United States dollar, the dollar that has been here for like 200 years is going to like not have a horrible repercussion from it? I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I history don't know. has proven time and time again any change in the United States will be met with an extreme amount of resistance. Well, I don't know if it could become, uh, I don't know. I don't think it'll become like a political thing because uh, it's not it like Bitcoin. It's not challenged. Like, well, it's like, not like Bitcoin ow. is trying to like take over the government or anything. Like it's just trying to be more popular than the dollar. That's and the, the idea, takes, like though. the idea is that they're just waiting for the US dollar to collapse. Well, that's the thing that all it takes though is some person to say like, like, if if you buy Bitcoin, you're losing your money, and like you, you, all your money won't like be value anymore or whatever. And then people start freaking the fuck out. No, you know what? Like, you know what I think is going to happen. I think if that does happen, if it does transpire where the U.S. dollar falls out of favor for whatever reason and Bitcoin swoops in to take over, like you know, if it doesn't just become more popular, um, if it does turn into like a political like, oh, are you trying to replace my my America dollars? Like, I think someone uh, will just like capitalize on that and they'll make like a new cryptocurrency and call it like freedom bucks or something. Patriot bucks. I think we should we should be that person. Patriot passes. Patriot passes. Yeah. Like the little slips and they say like they have like generic American like pro-american lines like god love america and like don't tread on me and shit like that and we'll sell that to a bunch of people like the images will just be like of all the people that got arrested during the uh you know during the assault on the capitol <laughs> it's gotta okay like the name of it is very important it has to like flow really well and it can't have too many syllables i feel like patriot passes that's too many syllables it doesn't roll off the tongue it's not gonna get the like hardcore like 10 gallon hat like i just want to grill types then you know it, what we need we alex need, we return to basis i Robux. i say 
<laughs> Robux. I <laughs> no, I have a new proposal. I I was gonna go with Freedom Bucks because I feel like that's like like three syllables. That's like probably the max. But I have a, a two syllable idea, and I say we like we sort of invoke the uh, the image of like Americana World War II era kind of propaganda. War we bonds. call it war bonds. Yeah, yeah, like Captain America. Every Free bond bonds. you buy is a bullet in the barrel of your best guy's gun. Uh, rolls. Why do right you have that off memorized? The fucking tongue. Why because you- it, it flows so well. Every bond you buy is a bullet in the best guy's gun. Okay, all right. This is another video I will link in the description. Tom Scott, great channel. Uh, are you familiar with his videos? Tom Scott, fuck yeah. I remember back in the days of Ed's World, man. That shit was vibing. Okay, so Tom Scott uploaded a video uh, like a day or two ago. It was about why Shakespeare could never be French. And he was talking about... Um, oh, what was the term he used? Um, lexical stressing or lexical stress. Uh, basically like the part of the word that you like highlight, you know, like when you're talking like contest versus contest, you know, like that kind of thing, like what part of the word you stress. And he was talking about like, there once was a man from Nantucket, like the, like it's like the, the part where you stress has to like line up, you know? So like every, every bond you buy is a bullet in the barrel of your best guy's gun that has like that perfect like lexical stress pattern. Oh. And that will be our slogan. And what's Marvel going to do? Sue us? It's a yeah. post-apocalyptic post-American dollar world, okay? We can do whatever we want. I uh, You know what? You might be onto something. So yeah, Alex, fuck NFTs. I want to put a barrel in your gun. <laughs> Wait, what did I just say? <laughs> I think you just you either threatened my life or <laughs> said a euphemism. I don't know. Either way, I meant it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier came out. Did you watch it? I watched it? it. Yeah, it was actually really fucking good. Uh, it's just one episode, and it just builds up some things. Yeah. But uh interesting thing is it looks like they're making... Uh, the leader of Ultramatum, his own thing now. So Flag Smasher is like, you know, it's a it's a group instead of a person. It's an idea. Yeah, I think that's what they're going for because it looks like the big guy. Because like in the in the show, there's a part where like a big guy shows up and he's wearing the mask everyone else is wearing. I think that's supposed to be the Flag Smasher. Yeah, uh, I'm just looking. I think to Flag see Smasher how- in the show is going to be a. Uh- a girl, the same girl that played the 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 bad guy from Solo. Oh yeah. Well, hold on. Like, but that looked like a dude, like a really big dude. Uh, what part are you uh, like talking the, about? The, the guy that punched the uh, the the soldier out with the duffel bags. He like jumped through a hole in the wall that he made. Which with himself? Which which part? Like which scene are you uh, referring to? Uh, when the guy's in France at the uh, at the rally. Yeah, the rally. Um, it's like a big dude there who like he's like, oh, you're under arrest, and the guy's like carrying duffel bags. He turns around, and he just beats the ever living shit out of the other guy. They have a. It's the dude that they're looking at with the camera. 
Yeah, I remember that being uh, the 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 one girl, the one lady. Hold on, I'm I'm rewatching it right now. All right, uh, um, right. just finding the scene. I don't know if I just because I was watching it on not my TV, so maybe it's that. But I could have sworn that was a dude. It's either that's a guy or it's actually Gina Carano, and this is what she's doing now. <laughs> we only said she wasn't going to be back on The Mandalorian. We never said this. It was really uh, her origin story to be a bad guy. Okay, yeah, it looks like the guy is someone else. Because, right, um, like, if the if the chick's flag smashed, then I wonder who this guy is. No, I remember... Um, in the trailer, we see her face, and she's putting on the the mask. Yeah, but like a whole bunch of people are wearing the mask, so I don't yeah, know. It's yeah, like, so they're they are collectively the flag smashers, but yeah. they're I think their leader is the the one girl that plays the the leader in Solo. I think it's I'm, I think it's going to be like a similar role, but I'm I'm interested. I want anyway. See yeah, it goes. looks like they're creating super soldiers. They're making mutants. Ah, X Men confirmed. Mephisto. Ah, clearly the big guy. He was Mephisto all along. U.S. agent is Mephisto. You know, I'm happy they have U.S. agent because I cannot wait for the one scene where he goes to fight someone and immediately gets his ass kicked. I okay. I hope that happens. (laughs) I hope they like send him in somewhere against like the flag smashers, and he just gets his ass handed to him. Like, and then Sam and Bucky have to come in, (laughs) take the shield, and do his job for him. No, what I want them to do is I want U.S. Agent to be like the worst hero, but then they make him good. So then, like, they do have the him in there because he's supposed to, like, not be Cap's replacement, but be like. Like the shields version of like, oh, Cap's gone, so this is what we got. This is the next best thing. Yeah, my understanding is that in the comics, he's like a bad guy. Like he's he's a he's not uh, a good dude. Yeah, he's not good, but he does like join the Avengers and shit. But he's not the best. He's kind okay. of a prick. Like he does start off as like a bad guy, and like he is also, I think, in one of the stories, a Hydra agent. Yeah, but. Uh, uh, no, I have. I, have I don't two, think we're ready for that yet. <laughs> I have two ideas for what I think will happen. Um, either it's going to be like we said, he's just going to be like a dude that they send into situations where they would send Captain America to try to get like a photo op because they don't expect the Flag Smashers to be like super soldiers. Yeah. Um, or he's like with the Flag Smashers and he is a super soldier. And then we get the reveal that he's like with them. Yeah. Um, but I, it looks like he's just gonna be like a state-sponsored like milk toast. Like I like puppies and rainbows and the American flag. Like very inoffensive, media-friendly uh, version of Captain America. One that won't like have a mind of his own or question too much. Okay, to be fair though, wasn't that just Captain America though? Well, no, Captain America was willing like until, to be a fugitive. I mean, up until like like uh, multiple Civil times. War. Like up until Civil War, yeah, that he was. Uh, I, I'd say that well, he was basically like that. Because like, no, okay, in World War Two, you know things are different. Like he's fighting like Hitler and shit, and then, um, and I, I mean you can criticize the U.S. in during World War Two because you know the the U.S. like when it came to like the social issues, the average U.S. like citizen was kind of on board with Nazi shit like oh yeah the Jews aren't people like that kind of thing but um 
yeah, you know, we were fighting the Nazis and stuff and, and Captain America's like, yeah, I'm a propaganda guy and I'm, I'm cool with that because we're fighting the Nazis. Um, so it's like, you know, you don't really need like a, I, I'm a man without a country. Like you don't need that yet. But Winter Soldier came along and he's been out of the ice for a bit and he's like trying to reintegrate and he thinks that things are still, you know, black and white and, then he realizes like, oh, S.H.I.E.L.D. is being infiltrated by Hydra, which I, um, I, we've talked about this, the whole like, oh, we got infiltrated by Hydra. There's no systemic issues. It's just, you know, the Nazis took over like, okay, fine. But you know, we do get Cap like questioning leadership and going off on his own and being like a fugitive. Yeah. So he is okay. willing to step away and question authority and just like in Civil War, he didn't want to sign the Sokovia Accords for very good reasons, so he went off on the run. Didn't like uh, Avengers say though that Iron Man was right for signing the Sokovia uh, Accords or something? What do you wasn't, mean? Like, wasn't there a scene in uh, Infinity War where they they meet back up? They're like, "Yeah, you were right, Cap," and then that's the end of that. Like, they just like, oh, yeah, by the way, this is the message we want you to take away. Um, I can't remember off the no, top I don't, of my head. No, I don't think they say anything like that. But, I mean, we do get them, like, putting aside their differences. The differences being that one thing that they almost killed each other over. Yeah, you know, it, it'd be like that. However, it is a better reason than uh, Batman's reasoning. Yeah, and we will get into that later. Uh, we're going to cover wanna, the Snyder Cut. I really want to talk about it because I this had to watch. This will be a five-hour episode. Please no. Um, <laughs> I don't want to go through it again. Well, no, we're uh, approaching an hour, so I want to try to get through this as much as possible. I want to yeah that's uh, get through the points that I'd written down. First of all, the Avengers weren't paid. Yeah, they weren't paid at all. Yeah, I like to imagine they do commission. <laughs> they have to like get a head count of every life they save it's like okay so that'll be uh do, 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 carry the two uh one hundred twenty thousand dollars now not as I mean, much as an nft house mind you i mean i guess it does make sense that like i just assumed iron man paid for everything yeah that's what it seemed like i mean he obviously like paid for equipment and stuff um but I guess he didn't like give them paychecks because it's like, you know, e each of the Avengers has their own like financial situation. I just looked um, over at your fucking uh, financial status. Uh, I just see Hulk scientist parentheses poor. Yeah. So I wrote down <laughs> each of the Avengers and what their financial situation is uh, as far as we know. So Iron Man billionaire, obviously uh, cap, probably 70 years of back pay from his military pension. Um, Thor, he's a himbo space God. You know, he doesn't trade in us dollars. He uh, trades in uh, flexes and Hulk is a, uh, he's a, he's a scientist parentheses poor. Uh, Black Widow dead. Uh, Hawk, Hawkeye <laughs> doesn't matter. I can't tell which is worse. <laughs> no, okay. So Black oh, Widow and Hawkeye—they're both Shield agents. They get a Shield paycheck, and then Black so Widow like, is on the run. So we don't actually. Well, no, how, Black Widow is no longer get... moving. <laughs> well, okay. So Black Widow, Cap, and um, 
uh, Falcon. They went on the run uh, post uh, post Civil War. Yeah, I'm really curious. Like, like I just thought of it. Like, how did they make ends meet? Like, where did they get food? <laughs> they became mercenaries. <laughs> <laughs> they must have. Um, no, this Cap, story Cap they probably is really good at money management, and he invested his probably millions of dollars in back pay, um, and he just has like a savings account that he taps into whenever he's a fugitive. He invested all into GameStop. <laughs> huh, there's this, uh, this store that sells a futuristic technology called video games. I'm going to put all of my money into that. And it'll probably take off, and everyone's like, "Oh, you put money into what?" And then no, he puts all of his he puts all of his money into every cent, and it just makes the stock so high. He single handedly caused the GameStop stock rise. (laughs) He killed thousands of hedge funds. But to be fair, it's the American way. Not another thought that I had is like. Maybe the Avengers were paid, but like they forgot to tell Sam. <gasps> they just don't consider him an Avenger. <laughs> it, like Office Space, a very funny movie where one guy like got fired years ago, but due to like a computer glitch, he never like like he's still like working. He never got the the memo. He never yeah, he never got the notice. Like he still gets a paycheck, but he doesn't work for them technically. And so they're like they're doing layoffs, right? In in office space. Very funny movie. Uh I recommend everyone watch it. Yeah. And um so they're like doing layoffs and these like these people that are like managing like the finances of the company and stuff are like yeah, so you know, like we we took care of the glitch, and it and the one guy's like, oh, so you're gonna like tell him that he's fired? Well, we took care of the glitch, so he's not gonna get paid anymore, and we're just gonna let the problem sort itself out. Yeah, and the guy never takes the hint. They just keep okay. So they he has like a cubicle, and he's like, yeah, we're gonna have to move you uh, to to this other office over here. And he's like, but I like this, I like this space here. And they like put him in like the basement, and then they put him like next to like the furnace. He's like, um, can I please have my stapler? And the guy, the guy takes a stapler. Biggest injustice uh, mm-hmm. of all of cinematic history. Um, but yeah, anyway, takes watch watch stapler. Office Space. I think that might be <laughs> that might be Sam's situation with the Avengers. I gotta say, I uh, I really love the scene though, where they're at the bank and they're talking to the guy. He's like getting pictures. He's like, "Yeah, we can't do your loan. Can I get another picture of you?" <laughs> like the balls on that teller. Yeah. No, I I'd be impressed if I didn't want to beat him. I love the direction that they're going. Like with that scene, like. It seems like they're going to really illustrate like what it means to be like a black Captain America and like, you know, like the, the, the black experience, that kind of thing. And like, cause, cause like, you know, like there's been a history of racism in the, the like the banking industry. And yeah. I guess if you're a Ben Shapiro type, you think it just went away once the civil rights act was passed, but no, there's, you know, systemic uh, racism still at, at play in a lot of, uh, institutions like you know the police banking uh, government all kinds of stuff yeah Avengers oh yeah, yeah. The, I'm the sorry Avengers. The, wrong thing uh, the Justice League 
We'll get into oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> I really yeah. want to get into that. <laughs> yeah, so I, I really like that. Um, I like the direction that they're going with that. Yeah. Also, uh, another note that I had written down. Uh, it's another piece of military propaganda. I mean, I kind of expected it, but yeah, it's... I mean, it's a Captain America movie. They tend to be military propaganda. Uh, I mean, just like Iron Man movies, too. Um, yeah. Yeah, the MCU has gotten a reputation of basically just being the media arm of the military. And, like, I, I get it. I, all it's superhero like, movies, though, because, like, all of them are all about that kind of stuff. Well, now. sure, yeah. But especially Marvel movies, because they deal so closely with the military. Like yeah. Captain Marvel. Like, okay, this is a great example because like Captain Marvel, like Oh yeah. They worked with the Air Force so closely and they like worked in her backstory of like being an Air Force pilot. And a lot of people when they like think of military propaganda, they think of like uh Uncle Sam wants you to join the military and go off and fight in the war. They think of the the scenes from Starship Troopers when they have the ads. They think of like every bond you buy is a bullet in the barrel of your best guy's gun. But oh really, <laughs> the goal of modern U.S. military propaganda, like it, it's not meant to think to make you think of the U.S. military as some sort of like deity or like an almighty like force for good it's really just to make you think that the army looks fun and cool <laughs> this looks cool can't wait to die this looks badass i'm gonna be like captain america and i'm gonna be i'm gonna be like the falcon and i'm gonna you know ignore international borders oh yeah that's another thing that's how that starts doesn't it like they're doing an illegal operation like it is to save a guy but <laughs> it is all against every jurisdiction yeah the opening action sequence uh like the whole point of like it, it gets fucked because it's like oh yeah you know we gotta make sure that we don't get caught you know violating libya's border which it's yeah. like okay and then what like you get caught and okay you can just overthrow them again i mean we've done it before to be fair though like they're doing it to save that one guy yeah but like you know well that's also like that's also Libya. how military propaganda works that's another thing that they do it's yeah. like okay yeah sure we did a war crime but it was for a really good reason yeah in real life though when it's there like, okay, sure, sure, I flame, I, I used a flamethrower on a, on an entire village. Sure, I killed <laughs> children with my bare hands. Sure, I raped all of the women and then lit them on fire. Sure, I pissed on their graves years later when I came back to visit. Okay, but like, one of them stepped on my buddy's shoes, okay? You see, so they you know had it what? coming. You know what? He's on the right. Those are that's, some very expensive shoes. That's what these movies do. Uh, not specifically MCU movies, but any movie that wants to glorify the military. It's like, yeah, sure, we did illegal actions, but it was because, you know, we were trying to save our friend. Yeah. When really the 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 reality is like the people that join the military, like not, okay, not all army men not all cops whatever like okay fine not some of them are good but it, like the job just like the police it attracts the kind of person that wants to pick up a gun and fight brown people 
Like that's who you're att- attracting by putting up that job offer. Counter argument. Uh, it actually attracts for some reason bronies. That's another thing. Yeah, that's another thing that I'm not prepared to think about today. The the amount of bronies, furries, and other degenerates that are in the United States military is insane. You can find Reddit stories where they're talking about like days when they have those conventions in town and the entire fucking barracks is empty. We our national borders are patrolled by people who want to fuck their house plants. Okay, okay, who the fuck? Welcome to the United States of America. <laughs> who who is making up this demographic of bronies? Because like I there's like military bronies like you're saying, but there's also like we've talked about before, there's like Nazi bronies and Nazi furries. Like, yeah, it, like it's enough like of weird. a percentage to be statistically significant. Why? Okay. How is it escapable? To be fair, it's not that big of a statistic because you're thinking of like how like it's like 20% of the population is one of those two things. And then like 3% of those two things are Nazis for some reason. But it's still, it's like that Doofensmirch thing where it's it's like, if I had a a nickel. eh, Like it's an avoidable problem, but it's still weird. Like it's like that Doofensmirch meme where it's like, if I had a nickel for every time this happened, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's still weird. That's a really good way of putting it. (laughs) Yeah. It's I just every time I see something like that, like it's always just randomly out of the blue. But I'm always sitting there thinking like now. Now, how, though, how does that work fundamentally for them? Like they they do realize that the thing that they agree with would kill them in a heartbeat. Right. (laughs) It's like, yeah, it's like it's like women for Trump, you know, or like or like gays for Trump. (laughs) It's like I get you're allowed to have political beliefs, but like, is this uh, really the one that you want to have? It's it's odd because it's like I don't I like I don't get it. It's like you're just supporting a guy that's saying that you don't exist. Yeah, well, it's like uh, I, the First Amendment is weird because it's like it allows us to think anything, and people do exactly that. Yeah, people think will anything. think anything any opinion that you can just make up someone has it and i do not understand i simply cannot wrap my brain around it it's because people with hope invented those things without realizing what people would actually come up with bless ye founding fathers (laughs) at least the ones that weren't racist so all two of you but anyway, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, good. It's it's not bad. It's yeah, a good we get show. more. Yeah, we get more explore, exploration of um like Bucky's like psyche, like like in um in in uh, I believe Civil War. Um, I think it's when Tony finds out Bucky killed his parents. He's like, "Do you remember them?" And he's like, "I remember all of them." Like we get more like exploration of that like yeah he literally remembers every assassination that he did well yeah and it weighs on him yeah and it's i think it's really cool to see uh, that like fleshed out like spoiler alert he's like friends with one of the guys he murders yeah not not one of the guys he's the friends with the father of one of the guys he brutally murdered yeah 
Now imagine if he was friends with one of the guys he murdered, like a like a ghost yeah. situation. You know, actually, there's a movie that's uh, all about that. It's called American Werewolf in London. Now it sounds ridiculous, but like the song Werewolves in London. Mm, I don't know. I haven't heard that, but maybe it's the song that uh, uh, "All Summer Long" by Kid Rock. He he ripped off the the like the piano riff for that. I gotta find it. I'll I'll listen to it and then I'll tell you. But no, the movie American Werewolf in London is about uh these two Americans that go to London on like a trip and then they get attacked by a werewolf, which mauls one of them and then turns the other guy into a werewolf. Like the way the curse works is that unless that guy like kills himself, all of the souls that he kills uh will follow him around. And uh his friend's one of them, and he's just like this decomposing ghost. He's like, hey, you should kill yourself. Oh, like, what is this social media? I got him. Uh, what's the title? Uh, American Werewolf in London. Uh, one of the covers shows like two guys walking oh, this around is from in the 1981. dark. Yeah, it's oh, got it's some, um, it's on HBO Max. Like I'm a, still subscribed to that, so I think I'll watch it. Yeah, go for it. It's one of those things. It's like an actual dark comedy where it's not like, oh, it's just a bunch of racism. But it's like actually like these jokes are pretty fucking dark. dark. <laughs> Yeah, no, but it's like, it's supposed to be like satire on like shit, and I forget what it's okay. supposed to be satire on, it's been a while, okay, but like well, it makes fun cool. of a bunch of stuff, and it's like really fucking graphic, like the, the prosthetics they have for the mauled guy, because he decomposes throughout it, so like every time he shows up, he's like in worse shape until he's like a fucking skeleton, <laughs> and it looks fucking great, every scene. But uh, yeah, no, I recommend you check it out, it's actually not that bad, pretty decent horror movie. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. It's like a horror comedy. That's what it's called. But, yeah, anyway, uh, to sort of finish out the uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier segment. Um, so, yeah, it seems like we're already going to see how Sam and Bucky, like, they're they're going to bond over shared experiences. Like, we're already getting, like, the like the seeds for that. Like, we're getting yeah. the, the beginning of that. Because, like, uh, this is um, back in... Uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Uh, when Sam and Cap like first meet in Washington, at like in the uh, opening scene, they they like talk about their experiences in war, and they talk about how like when they got home, like their beds were just like 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 really soft, like cause like they 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 sleep on the ground and shit, like when they're overseas. And then when, yeah. when they come back, it's like, oh, the, the bed's like a marshmallow. I just sink right into it. Uh, yeah. And then as sort of a callback to that, we see Bucky sleeping on the floor when he's like waking up from his nightmare. Yeah. So like that's that's sort of like um like a callback to uh you know a conversation that Cap had with Sam. Uh, you see, I thought that scene meant though is that Bucky has like the worst fucking life he's living right now. <laughs> he just doesn't he definitely own a bed. didn't get an Avengers paycheck. Bucky is squatting in someone else's apartment. I just assumed he's sleeping in uh, Sam's. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll be honest with you, I just figured, want, oh yeah, okay. he's sleeping on his floor. Look, I know this is gonna to be a me. show about like espionage and. Like what it means to be a patriot or whatever the fuck, but I just want Falcon and the Winter Soldier to be like a friends style sitcom where they just are roommates and they roommates figure out how guns. to live with each other. 
It's gonna be like that, except halfway through they're gonna dismantle a terrorist organization in Syria. I st- no, you know what? I still want all of the like Captain America style adventures and escapades. Like I want all that, but I just want it to be in the format of like a sitcom. Like I want it to feel like New Girl. You want it to be like WandaVision? Okay, WandaVision is a homage <laughs> to sitcoms of the past. This will be a. Uh, it won't even be a homage. It'll just be a sitcom of the present of now. Well, it'll be a sitcom of about eight years ago. I want it to be. I want it to have the same feel as New Girl. All right. I'm gonna say this. I want it to be like the sitcom of now. I want this to be like Family Guy. I want at uh, one point Bucky is talking. It's like this reminds me of that one time I fought a lobster in Iraq, and it just smash cuts to some shitty fucking gag. And then he's fighting the lobster. He's like, "Oh, this is just like the time back in World <laughs> War II," and and then it just it keeps going back. Zooms into episode. his eye into another point. This the reminds me of what happened with that. Hammurabi during the Mesopotamian era. <sighs> Just keeps this going is back. just like that one time that a fish came out of the water and it had legs. This reminds me of what the one time God created the universe. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's looking good. Can't wait for Mephisto to show up. God turns to the camera. This reminds me of that one time you watched this movie and the screen cuts to black so you just see the reflection of you sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh laughs in projector (laughs) the real black mirror was your tv screen whoa that's deep that's so deep what if that's why it's actually called fucking black mirror i'd be so i just thought of that I'd be yeah, so I just, fucking I, mad. I was like, "Hey, you know that's a that's a good that's a good double entendre." Wait a second, is that why they called it that? That that show has the first episode be a be sensationalism of like a guy fucking a pig because his wife is a hostage, and like if that's what they're going for, I'm gonna be so fucking mad because <laughs> you don't open a show like that and then just have the. Have the takeaway be your TV black. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, speaking about stupid, heavy-handed symbolism, Zack yep, Snyder made another Snyder fucking cut. movie. Yeah. Yeah, I have this broken up into sections. So first I want to just go over like nitpicky stuff, like talking about the CGI, like the just, you know, uh, particular parts that just jumped out at us um and then we'll talk a little bit about you know the pacing just the fact that it's a four-hour movie i have a little bit to say about that then we can dive into the characters because i know you have oh god yeah i have have so many notes (laughs) and then we'll talk about the ending because what the fuck was the ending yeah what you know alex i'm gonna say this what the fuck was the whole movie i've watched both versions and I hate them both, but I feel like I hate this one more because it wasted four hours of my life. Look, I think we have slight disagreements overall on, like, the quality of the movie. So I I think we should both give our overall opinion on the movie before we get into any of the details. So just overall, how did, without, without jumping into, like, what exactly you hated about it, how did you like it? I didn't. It hurt, Alex. Yeah, so I... 
I told you when that I, was I wanted done, you to watch. I told you I wanted you to watch the movie for the podcast. I told you I you were like, oh, I'm fuck like it. I'm it. not. I'm not doing it. And I was like, come on. I, and then I sent you my HBO Max login info, and you were like, all right, I'm gonna watch it. And then after about, like about eight six hours. hours later, about six hours later, because you kept pausing to send. Uh, to send paragraphs, paragraphs to the Discord chat. <laughs> By so actual six to eight hours later. Thoughts. So about after he's done live discording the the movie. So about six to eight hours later, he calls me and he's like, "Fuck you." I'm sobbing at the time too. I don't think you you heard that, but I was legitimately sobbing. Oh god. That movie fucking broke me, man. That movie is so fucking bad. Like Alright. I still say the worst movie I've ever seen is The Rise of Skywalker, but that one's pretty fucking high up there. <laughs> Four so. hours! So you oh, don't like it that much. I don't. It was terrible. I kept thinking about other movies while I'm watching it. Now, this is going to get later on. But as I'm watching it, the first half is just Transformers. The first half of the movie is the b- weird spiky bad guys are trying to find the okay, cube. We'll, g- we'll get into the details in, in just a second. Batman so, is Sam Witwicky. All right. So... Uh, have you, uh, before I get into my overall opinion on it, have you seen the uh, original, like the, the Justice League, as people are calling it? Yeah, I saw it. It was also terrible. Uh, I will say this at least it had color. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> one thing that I'd say the Justice League cut. Watching, uh, did I, feel, I feel like the problem that I have with how my mood was with that movie is because everything's so fucking like gray, it just made it even more depressing to look at. Yeah, that's a nitpick <laughs> that I had. Um, but anyway, my overall uh take on the movie is that it's not, I don't think it's bad per se. Like, uh, overall, I think it's aggressively all right. I, I like will it, say it has it has it has like good part like I like the, the idea of some of it. Yeah, I like it. It I will give it this. It was a four hour movie, but it did keep my attention the whole time. Uh, uh, I didn't like there were parts that I liked about it. And I have not seen the original Justice League, so I kind of went in with a unique perspective where I feel like the way that I watched it, because I haven't seen anything post-Justice League either. I haven't seen the new Wonder Woman. I haven't seen Shazam. I haven't seen Suicide Squad. I've only seen Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and now the uh, Justice League Snyder Cut. Oh, and Wonder Woman 2. Not Wonder Woman 2. I mean wonder woman in addition not wonder so, woman too she rapes a guy yeah that's yeah that's a whole other episode <laughs> we'll so get into i feel it. like i got exactly what Zack snyder intended for better or worse like i like i went in with virgin eyes now, see, like I, I saw, went in with no well very little expectations for what it's gonna what it's gonna be other than like it's gonna be a dc movie it's gonna be a dc live action movie it's gonna be dark and gritty and depressing but other than that i kind of went in with very little expectations so i was surprised by how competent it was set parts 
oh, yeah, like okay. overall. Overall, I'd say it's competent. Like I watched it like with the eyes of a researcher. Like I watched it like in an academic sense. I wasn't going in hoping to be like entertained by like the punching and, and the lasers. I, I mean, watched that, that it helped. like Prometheus watches his chest be pecked by crows <laughs> in <laughs> agony. <laughs> no, but I will say this. You are right. There are some scenes in here that aren't bad. And sometimes the characters aren't completely fucking stupid. And I have seen uh, some videos comparing the two. So I, I do have an understanding of what the Snyder cut did better. Yeah. Like there were some things that were better. Like I have to watch justice league again. Cause it's been a while. Uh, however, we'll see justice league better bad guy designs. Like they're still horrible looking. Yeah. But- I'll give you that. So let's just jump right into the nitpicky stuff. Now that we've gotten the overall I stuff out s- of the way, I need to stress this two things that bothered me a little bit. First one, it was a nitpick, but uh, Batman uses Schick hydro, a $10 razor blade. I got in the mail as a con as like a, as a recommendation thing that they did. Uh, he uses that billionaire. Bruce Wayne uses Schick hydro. Hey, uh, how do you think he affords all of his like tanks? Huh? I he's assume gotta, he he's sells gotta, it to he's, people. <laughs> he's gotta like tighten the belt well, somewhere. A- okay, he's gotta <laughs> he's gotta cut costs in some department. But okay, it's and it's like not that- gonna be it's not gonna be in the gauntlet department. It's not gonna be in <laughs> the bat tank department. It's not gonna be in the bat themed R and D department. But no, it's, it's gonna be in the, the razor department. Though, this, like, like, this is like that scene in uh, one of those Bond movies. Forget which one it was, where Daniel Craig's drinking like cheap Heineken beer. You know, like James Bond is drinking a fucking beer. Oh and yeah, just, I like, saw that fact. Yeah, this video. seems weird. It's weird. Like they're not wrong. It's fu- James Bond supposed is a is a he's rich and he drinks the best. Batman is supposed to be like a rich guy who like. Puts a shit ton of money into stuff to keep up appearances and shit. If someone goes into a shitty ass glass house, and that's another thing, Wayne Manor in this universe is like one of those stupid like summer glass houses where if you throw a rocket at the whole thing shatters and. Well, is I don't gone. think that's supposed to be Wayne Manor. Well, what is it then? Because I, I I don't hate know it. it. Okay, look when that how <laughs> when when that happened like when he when we see that glass house that he's in. Honestly, so I don't like know what to make of it. Getaway retreat, <laughs> something what, like that. I've seen those be houses like before. Every time I see them, I know rich people live there, and I really want to throw a rock at it. <laughs> I don't know if it's because I'm an asshole, probably that, but I just really want to throw a rock at one. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. But yeah, it just seems weird because, like, even if that's not Wayne Manor, then he spent money on a separate house to sleep in when he's sad. But, no, but like, he back spent to the, $10 on razor blades. Okay, the same the razor, razor blades blade that, uh, hold on, the same razor blades that Steppenwolf wears as clothes, I'd like <laughs> to point out. Yeah, we'll get into the, the villain design in just a second. But I, okay, like I joke about, like, oh, you got to cut the belt somewhere. Like, uh, what is he supposed to do? Buy a $5,000 razor? Like the only I, reason, the only reason he buys like expensive cars and stuff is to keep up his appearance as like an eccentric millionaire playboy. But like no, no, when no. he's just at home, he's just going to use what's most practical. That's the most Batman thing to do. Okay. But I've used those razors before and I can promise you like 
they aren't exactly the best. I liked it, but then again, the reason why I liked it more than my other razors is because my other razors were ones I made out of like fucking like cheese wire and plastic bits to bionicles. <laughs> so yeah, it's better than nothing, but well, like, eh. Honestly, if, if you want gonna, a real world explanation, I I would probably say that they got a sponsorship. Like it was probably like <laughs> got, a product placement. <laughs> yeah it is a product placement like it's just one of those weird ones where it's like i have that razor why the fuck does batman well if we're gonna if we're gonna delve into this if we're gonna delve into how batman would shave i feel like he's the type of guy that would just use a straight razor i feel like, no, like, that's the, the, thing. like the kind that looks like a fucking machete that you just chop yeah, your cheek off yeah. with no like the, I, know I feel exactly like he's that kind of guy about. He's got like engravings on the handle and shit. It's gonna be like his father's razor or some shit like that. Yeah, he actually, yeah, he would just use whatever his dad used, and his dad like, probably used the straight Daddy, razor. Daddy, razor blade. That's like it's in really a Flashpoint sad. where Batman in that universe is like, his son, Bruce. He's holding on to the rattle. <laughs> Bruce. Those two executes a prisoner. <laughs> those two. If they could, if we could just take those two versions of Batman and just put him in a nice summer home together, so many people would like, like so, so many common criminals would just be able to like walk, because he none of <laughs> neither one of them would be out there like breaking the legs of jaywalkers. <laughs> I like to imagine, like they, but the the reason why isn't that they're having an like, it's because breathing. snap. It's because they're both in the room, but they're the entire time they're crying while shouting each other's names, like Daddy Bruce <laughs> in full Batman outfit, tears streaming down their face. Oh God! It's like that for three days straight. <laughs> Like Flash is like, yeah, hey, they're, they're kind of been in there for a while. <laughs> I wonder what they're up to. Opens the door, they're hugging, screaming. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so anyway, the Snyder Cut. Not as good as our idea. <laughs> but yeah, no, so anyway, so, uh, nitpicky stuff. Um, CGI is terrible in it, i CGI, say. yeah, I'd say it's passable at best. And at uh, the worst, it looks like a school project. Like, like specifically when I when I started the movie <laughs> and I started my notes, I noticed like Lex Luthor when he's standing in the like fucking Lazarus pit. I know that's not what it is, but like when he's standing yeah. in like the pit of water at three minutes fifty <laughs> seconds. It, okay, it looks like so screams in the dark. Photoshopped. Yeah, it looks so poorly composited. So, Jared, have you been to Screams in the Dark? It's a local yeah, uh, Halloween attraction. In northern Michigan. Cheers um, your next words carefully, Alex, because that's a fucking thing I love. I I am a big fan of it too. I love it a lot. I Good. like to make the, I the like to make the actors down. laugh. It's fun. Um, oh, so there's this one part where you're like, so it's like a little like fun house, like maze kind of thing. Like you go through and like people scare you and stuff. Standard Halloween stuff. And there's yeah. this one part where like it's supposed to be like simulating like you're walking through like a murky swamp, and so they have like a it's like a, a fog machine That's and they have like lasers like. and stuff. Yeah. And it looks like you're in like a swamp, but obviously you're not. That's what it looked like. Yeah. It looked like a smoke and lasers effect. Lex Luthor in that puddle. Was it looked the most... so low budget. I don't know why they did that. It's like they just took a random scene of him walking around and then just cut off his legs and put them in. 
Yeah, I feel I like, know, they, like I think that's actually what they did. It's too soft is the problem. It's too soft of like a of a border. So it looks yeah. it makes it look like misty for some reason when it's not supposed to be. You see, when I saw it, it looked like he was on top of all the other layers for that scene. Like it was like he like you could clearly tell that he wasn't in that scene originally. It's like they just cut him out and stuck him on there real fast. Like it was a last yeah. minute thing they did. Like the original like scene that he was in, it was he must have been like standing in just a normal room or something. Yeah. And then they just poorly composite him into that. And I just want to point out an entire team made this and it took them three years to finish the unfinished scenes in that movie. You know, the movie that they already had done. Yeah. And I don't understand it like for another reason, because like there's no reason to push the Snyder cut out. Like, uh, there's like, there's no deadline. I think, like, I don't think there's like a specific date because, like, they're not releasing it theatrically. This is just a passion project that they're putting out just because the fans want it enough and they think it'll get enough uh, subscribers to HBO Max. Yeah. So, like, if they get it out now or next month, does it really matter? Yeah, no, it doesn't really matter. But that's the thing. It's because it's actually, they lied the whole time, and then they realized, oh, we don't have a movie, we need to make one. I, yeah, I guess. So um, they, they got people to help them make a movie, and by they got people, I mean they basically just, like, did what Rise of the Skywalker did, and just find Carrie Fisher's dead ghost clips and shove oh them God. in. They made a horrible amalgamation. Oh, I will say this, Henry Cavill's lip... Eh. Oh, like I, yeah. oh, it was yeah, hard they, to tell if that was real or not, but yeah, no, I don't think they CGI'd his lip because this the scene that they did it for, like they're okay. I think oh, they it did gone. it for that's right. Yeah, they did it for that one scene that I believe was at the beginning of the of Justice League, and um, I could have sworn they, it was they cut that the entirely. Uh, well, there were reshoots that they did for for Justice League. Oh, that's um, right. And like the, the scene where they resurrect Superman and they're like fighting in the like public square or whatever. And yeah, you know, like that, that part, they did some reshoots and they CGI his lip why. for that. I don't, I don't think, I don't think that they used the reshoot footage for that. Cause it, I, it, nothing stood out to me. And I know for sure if, he had a CGI lip, it would definitely stand out because I've seen the footage of it. Yeah. Alright, next one. We got the the four by three aspect ratio. Yeah. It didn't bother me that much. Like I got used to it, but it did feel really unnecessary. I will say this Zack Snyder was actually genius there because when he did that, it let me do my notes while also watching the movie at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> I I also could put it in a like as you see in my notes when I do screenshots when I make a funny haha, uh, the, it's off to the side while everything else I have around it is still open because I was doing other things while watching it. <laughs> Dual monitor gang rise up. Not even I'm just sitting there with my one TV screen. <laughs> I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Dual monitor gang, that's me. Rise up. Oh no, nah, I'm gonna just, you you sit right back down. But uh, yeah, no, I just 
I don't understand why he did that. Like, what was the point of that? Like, well, I've seen articles vision? on it. And apparently what he was trying to do was emulate the feeling of IMAX. Because the IMAX, when you see a movie at the theater, um, it it's taller. Like, it's a taller aspect ratio. Like, I, I noticed, like, when theaters open up again and you see an IMAX movie... If some of it is shot in IMAX, like there are some movies that I've seen, like I think some Marvel movies or, or something like ac- action movies, they tend to have um, scenes like when they're mastered for IMAX, they they have some scenes that have been shot specifically for IMAX, like action sequences. And then they have just normal scenes like with dialogue and stuff that are just like the normal like cinematic 21 by 9 aspect ratio. So you can you can see like oh I remember Black Panther did this Black Panther there were some scenes where it was the IMAX ratio which is taller and then they they have it for the uh, widescreen for other scenes Hi. so what Zack Snyder was trying to do was kind of invoke the feeling of being in an IMAX theater because it's I guess more immersive which it is IMAX theaters are incredible it's an a, it's an amazing experience I every Marvel movie that comes out I try to see it in IMAX if I can but it doesn't work it doesn't yeah, work no, when you're just terrible. at home like i watched watching this on my it, computer and it did yeah. not it was it did not work i'm watching it on my tv and i like when i had it full screen for like some of the shots i wanted to do funny memes with it because like some of it is good meme material i will give that movie credit you got four hours worth of dumb scenes you can use but watching it i put it in full screen and, like, the middle of my big-ass TV is where the movie is, and then there's these giant black bars next to it. Like, the movie's being held hostage, and I'm watching it through the cage or something. Yeah. And it's like, okay, this is unnecessary and kind of dumb. And yeah. that's the reason, Alex, that just sounds pretentious as fuck. It is. It is pretentious as fuck. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh, now, the whole point of, like choosing an aspect ratio for something like the whole point of the widescreen aspect ratio for for movies is that it's more immersive because you can fit more stuff horizontally on the screen and then the entire point of IMAX is for uh because it's you know it's a different it's a different theater like an IMAX theater is built for IMAX so it has a taller screen and so you fill up more of that space. It's really about filling up space and utilizing it as efficiently as possible. Any aspect ratio. So four by three on just a normal 16 by nine TV or computer monitor, it's it's wasteful and unnecessary because you're really you're restricting horizontal space. And that's yeah. that's why I think it's unnecessary. But I mean, it really didn't bother me that much. Like it bothers, like a, the idea of it bothers me, but in practice, it, it, I just, I stopped thinking about it about 10 minutes in. Yeah. What I did is since I was watching the movie in the corner, I set it up to where like the black bars were uh, hidden by my other uh, pages opened up. So it's like I'm watching a normal movie. <laughs> so I, I just, it didn't really bother me. It was just kind of dumb watching. It felt like I was watching a, uh, a movie for an iPhone, but <laughs> yeah, you know, on my TV. Yeah, it's like Jack's Films tweeted, um, uh, finally a movie that I can watch on my iPhone 4. Yeah. <laughs> it's not wrong. Alright, next one. This is my biggest complaint. Too much slow-mo. 
Uh, I said this, and I think you were like, hey, you're stealing my notes. I said this movie would only be this length of like an hour and 20 minutes if they removed half of the slow-mo shots. Yeah. <laughs> I I want to do this because I wrote this down. This is my exact line I wrote down. Uh, look, I get it. It's cool to show off that every fucking character is bulletproof, but oh my god, does it have to be every fucking scene? Slow-mo technology is a sin to cinema, and this movie proves it. And I stand by that still. Yeah, slow-mo peaked with the Matrix <laughs> and the like the bullet time It should have stayed there. <laughs> Just yeah. saying. I say we should have retired slow-mo as a concept with that movie. Every time someone uses a superpower, it's immediately in slow-mo. And the most painfully ironic example is every time the Flash runs, he's going so fucking slow. And it's hilarious to me. But uh, I will. It feels like they're trying to do once. like uh, X Men Quicksilver type stuff, but it, it, they're they're obviously yeah. not executing it very well. I'm going to tease this for later, but because of Zack Snyder's slow motion, everything it gave me an idea on how to kill the Flash. More on that later. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so like yeah it's just yeah i had the same thing written down this would be the length of a regular movie without the slow-mo i had another thing i need to find it but i was watching this movie and uh at one point there is like half like every so often the movie is just like either uh it's slow-mo or it's uh, here we go half this fucking movie is slow-mo shots and the other half is songs Zack snyder likes because like Half of it, for some reason, there's just, like, these, like, slow music videos where the characters are, like, walking to their next destination, and it's got, like, a song over it, like, some indie song or, like, a hard rock song or something. It's just, like, yeah, he just put this in because he thought it looked cool in his head. And it's, like, yeah. if we remove half that these is shots... A, that, is a, that is a Zack Snyder problem that he tends to have with a lot of his movies. Like, he just goes, like, uh, boom, explosion, cool. Yeah, that's another thing. Uh, everything explodes in this movie. Uh, one of the things I said, and I, I still stand by it as a dumb idea, is uh, all of the technology in this movie like oozes for some reason. Oh, let me see if I can find it. Because uh, I can't remember the exact word I said, but it was, it was just gross sounding. And Something I want involving pre-cum. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, let me find it. Where is it? Uh, I want to kill Flash. Flash should be dead. I want to fucking kill Flash. Why isn't Flash dead? Uh, I'm still looking. Uh, fuck it. All the times I'm talking about the fucking cyborg shit. I went on a whole rant about that because that's an annoying thing. I'll talk about that too. We can, yeah, uh, we can get into that when we get into the characters. Oh, here we go. Uh, why is the alien tech in this built like gushers? Like, anytime someone uses something, there's some driblets of pre-cum that shoots out. And hate, that's not wrong. I hate that you phrased it like that, and I hate that but, it's accurate. <laughs> like, that's what happens. Like, he's like, Steppenwolf has like, okay, also the technology is poorly explained. Like, the mother box or like a terraform device, but he's shoving them into like this weird wall thing. And every time he does that, all of a sudden, like, the wall just starts oozing and it's, like, dribbling out fucking, like, orange juice it's, and shit. And it's, it's like, literally just a video game collectible. I don't understand why it does that. Why he's just like, time to put the cube in the wall. 
All in all, he's just uh, like, another brick in the wall. That wall is made out of orange gushers, and I hate it. But yeah, no, it's just all the technology in this movie that the bad guys have. It's either razor blade b- pajamas or everything is full of liquid for no reason. Yeah, that's that's one thing that I had written down. Spiky Thanos is too spiky. There is a part where Steppenwolf is talking to uh, Desaad, which is like Darkseid's right hand man. And he's talking to him, and as he's talking, the armor, like, undulates, and I can't help but think that's just repeatedly stabbing him the whole time, and it just bothers me. It's like, Jesus Christ, Steppenwolf, who's telling you to wear this? Get some normal fucking clothes, oh my god. Well, you know how Steppenwolf (laughs) is, like, he's, like, on probation with Darkseid. Darkseid's like, hey, fuck you, you're gonna go get this planet for me, and if you don't, I'm gonna kill you. Like, that that yeah. armor is probably just his punishment. <laughs> just the punishment for whatever he did. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. They never explain what dark what uh Steppenwolf did that was so bad. I guess he just like failed Dark Side. Like I don't, he failed in some mission. And that's know. another thing. They uh Dark Side exiles Steppenwolf from his army and sends him on like a murder crusade to prove his loyalty. And then like the exact moment. Uh, spoiler alert for this god-awful movie, by the way. Uh, at the exact moment when Steppenwolf finds the, the anti-life equation, which is something that Darkseid's been searching for his entire life, he's like, oh yeah, just wait there. Uh, just take over the planet everything. I'll be there when you're done. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? He did something so heinous against you that you exiled him from your fucking planet, but you're going to trust him not to take the thing that you wanted this whole time? Like, you don't trust him enough, but you're going to trust him with the most important thing to your goals? Yeah. What the fuck motivation is that? (laughs) Why? Yeah, that's a really good point. Like, it um, really fucking bothers me, Darkseid, in this movie. All of his decisions are just so generic villain-sounding. Like, the, it's like the Saturday morning cartoon villain. Like, he's not gonna show up. He's gonna let uh, Steppenwolf do it, because he's the villain of the special. But Darkseid's the main bad guy, so he has to be there. He's like, he's like Fire Lord Ozai, except, you know, uh, wrong in every aspect. I hate it. I really hate it. Like, there's that part at the very yeah. end where Superman's, like, beating the shit out of Steppenwolf, and Darkseid's just standing there watching. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Probably like, enjoying whole- it. I know, but, like, his whole plan is they're going to go to Earth, they're going to tear over Earth, they're going to get the life equation. The portal to Earth is open right there, and... Like, you have a whole army of the rest of your lieutenants and shit. You're all assembled in the throne room and you're staring at it. Why didn't you go through? Because, Jared, it's about <laughs> sending a message. What was the message? We're pretty lazy. Don't worry, Earth. The you message, got 50 more movies. The message is, fuck you, Steppenwolf. I hope your razor armor is comfy. You get, you, you, you get, to, you get to handle this on your own. Okay, bud? Okay, Darks- okay big guy. There is a there. You ever heard of the show Justice League Unlimited? I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. The end is a invasion Darkseid does on planet Earth, and it's an amazing like send off for the series. Darkseid in that did more 
than the one in this. And he only showed up like halfway through the last episode. It's like a five part, like fucking series for that part for the ending. Yeah. Dark- Zack Snyder's dark side. They took a character in the comics who's known to be a ruthless warlord and a brilliant tactician and turned him into a giant gray screaming monster that just sits around all the time. I hate it. All the DC fans always go on and on about how these movies are like the most accurate portrayals of the characters and shit. And it's like, does anyone no? say that? Yeah, I hear people say that all the time. It's like, oh, yeah, this is great. It's like Batman from this issue and stuff. It's like another thing. Batman kills more people in this movie than Steppenwolf does. Yeah, but they're aliens, so I guess they don't count. I guess Batman only takes the life of things that don't live on Earth. And I get like, you know, alien invasion and all that stuff, but but come on. Like Yeah, he straight up like uses guns and shit. It, there's a part where Batman picks up like an alien assault rifle and just starts shooting everyone he sees, and it's like, yeah, this is exactly what Batman would do. You know, the guy that, you know, has mastered all forms of karate and shit like that, so he doesn't have to use guns, he'd immediately pick up a gun and use it. I'm gonna I know we haven't gotten into the into the whole thing yet, but I just want to say this movie is basically just spectacle without substance for four yeah, hours. That's that's definitely fair and bold of you to say, hey, we tied it back. Oh um, yeah. This movie know, made me so violently ill. Yeah, another thing that bothered me is uh the Wonder Woman scene where she's like stopping the like bank yeah. heist. Yeah. Okay. Like I feel like that whole scene should have been more like stealth based since like they have hostages because like going in guns blazing that like that's how you get innocent people killed. One of the things that bothered me the most is that they have like a bunch of snipers outside like aiming into this room that has a bunch of windows and you can see everything all the guys with guns and shit and the main guy's like no don't shoot they have kids in there and it's like what the fuck does he think all the snipers have bazookas like they could easily kill every single person and save the hostages like ah well I get why they wouldn't take the shot because if they kill one of the of the people doing the heist then any of the others can just you know kill all of the hostages yeah i know but like the the bad that's the the, and that's that's exactly that's exactly why i think wonder woman shouldn't have gone in just you know guns blazing you know doing all the punching and the kicking because oh yeah because the movie shows us exactly that point when wonder woman is like taking care of the bomb and by the way they have a bomb um yeah I forgot about I don't the know bomb. If, I don't know if the police know about it or not, but yeah, she's taking care of the bomb, and so she like jumps up and throws it in, into the sky so it doesn't hurt anyone. And then as she's up there, we see there's one guy left, and he is like about to shoot one of the hostages, and then he's like, eh, I'm not feeling the vibe of this gun. So he you know walks over to pick up another one, and then he takes his sweet-ass time cocking it and, and loading it and stuff. And then Wonder Woman comes back and, you know, like kicks his ass and no, but no, it's like it's he could like, have easily killed like a, a number of people just while she's jumping up and taking care of the bomb. Alex, you're missing the five minutes of the slow-mo of him shooting the gun. You watching the bullet go and then it hits her bracelet. Yeah, but no, what I'm that saying happens is way too often in that scene. Yeah. No, what I'm saying, though, is like she's not in the room. 
She just yeah. left the hostages in the room with the with the with the bad guy. Yeah. She is the worst at this situation. Yeah, like, I just oh, feel yep. like it it should Here have been go. more tactical. Like it should have been a showcase of like her ability to like stealthily handle a situation and no, be like no, no. more he tactical sh- as opposed to just being a superhero. Like as opposed no, to just Alex, being strong. Everyone knows Wonder Woman's only ability is that her bracelets are magical and if she hits them together it explodes a bank. Yeah. Also, yeah. by the way, she uses that power way too much. I think Zack Snyder only saw one comic, and that was the panel he saw for her. I don't know if he knows she can fly or what the Lasso of Truth does, because anytime he uses those items, like, nothing works. I just, when you mentioned the Lasso of Truth, it reminded me of a, a scene, because like I, when I was watching the videos about the Justice League versus the Snyder Cut, there was, I guess, one scene that was in Justice League that didn't get included in, in the Snyder Cut where Aquaman is, like, sitting on the lasso of truth and he starts, like, hitting on Wonder Woman. Which, yeah. like, how did we not know that Joss Whedon was a creep at that point? Like, there have <laughs> yeah. been allegations against him. Like, we've known for a little bit now that he's he's a creepy dude. He's not He's not a good guy. But, like, moments like that... And moments like Age of Ultron when when Bruce Banner like lands face first in Black Widow's tits, like how from a, an old age and also Austin Powers. <laughs> how did we not know that there was something up with that guy? Yeah, I mean to be fair though, you couldn't have noticed because those are like really old like couch gag jokes that they used to make in those action movies. Well, sure. Like, but I mean, Age of Ultron was 2015. That was like, yeah, like no, he was the only one doing that kind of thing. Yeah, he probably thought it was funny. Well, of course, like, he's, he's a, a weirdo, but I don't know. He, he, people like that, they're like, oh, it's just a joke because they think it's funny to yeah. either be misogynistic or objectify women. But my point is, we saw him doing it. How did we not like? How did we not put two and two together? That's just that's that's just what I'm that's just the point that I wanted to make about that. Yeah. But no, uh, um Spiky Thanos. Yeah, we, we already spiky. Yeah. We already did that uh, one. This would be a lot better if I had any attachment to this universe. That's a good point, because like this is the infinity war and endgame of this movie of this universe, and it's the third fucking movie in it. Yeah. Yeah, they like like we got our man of steel we got man of steel that's like their iron man that's their introduction to the universe then and we then immediately we got civil war yeah and now we have end gay <laughs> yeah we got like iron man then civil war then captain america the first avenger and then infinity war i had a, a cousin that used to tell me so much that uh, DC is a much better than Marvel because their stories make more sense and stuff. He kept saying that that Civil War made no sense to him and stuff like that. Oh, is this the same guy that was like, oh, I love Suicide Squad. It's such a good movie. You just don't get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, the same guy that doesn't understand Gangs of New York because why would people follow Bill the Butcher? He's such an asshole. It's like it's almost like he's in charge of the biggest gang and has all the food trade. You know, it's almost like basic ruling 101. Well, who hasn't had a boss that's an asshole? Yeah. I just. What are you going to do? Quit? That he was telling me though, it's like you should like Batman v Superman makes more sense than in Civil War. It's like you're such a fucking moron. It's like oh my god, the, these movies. Like, yeah, you can like them and stuff, but like, they're not better in any way. Their stories literally all hang on like whether or not someone says the magic word. Like later on in the movie, Superman like is evil. Until he sees Lois. And then boom, he's hero again. Batman should have been like, Dave, Martha. I, I thought he was going to do that. When Batman shows up, he's like looking at, I thought he was going to just start screaming, Martha, <laughs> like trying <laughs> to fix it. I was really hoping they were going to do something like that. Because like what they should have done with that scene is they should have had Batman say, like do the Martha thing. And then Superman still tries to kill him just because it'd be great to shit on that fucking stupid plot point. Oh yeah, there's so much uh, world building for stuff that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's the, the next fucking, note. Uh, name dropping the lanterns feels weird. Yeah, you know, you're not wrong. Yeah. Because the, like, I, I said this uh, in my notes. It's like, I'm happy that they, uh, they said that they kept the, that, oh, what, what did I say? It was, I'm happy that Justice League uh, still like, oh, where is it? Here we go. Uh, good to know DC respects its canon by keeping the shitty Green Lantern designs. They're all wearing, like, that horrible suit and shit. Yeah, it just felt weird. Because, like, like when they do, like, the flashbacks <sighs> to, like, the first time Darkseid came to Earth. And, uh, yeah. like, you see, like, the Green Lantern. And you see, you know, there's, like, Zeus. Yeah, like, <laughs> Zeus and Ares are there. It's like, yeah, there's so much world building for stuff that we are not going to get because DC isn't like, they're not like making a series anymore. They're making movies that loosely connect to each other. So we have a very low chance of having any of this stuff pay off. This is the thing that bothered me about that, though, is uh, you see how they have all the Amazons there and they're like, it's like this huge alliance to defeat Darkseid. Yeah. Uh, Throughout the beginning of the movie, all of the Amazons have no idea what the mother boxes do, and they seem so fucking confused when, like, the queen mentions dark side and shit. It's like, what? Did she not tell them anything? Is she like Holdo from fucking, uh, from, uh, like Star Wars? Does she she just assume if she doesn't tell anyone anything, it'll be okay? Yeah. Also, you got to question, like, some of these people must have been around for it. Cause like, the, like I know the, the queen, she's like, she was there. Like she's over 5,000 yeah. years old. And this happened 5,000 years ago. And, um, isn't Diana wonder woman. Isn't, isn't she like roughly 5,000 years old? Uh, no, she, uh, she's old. Yeah. But she was born after that time, but well, she yeah. was told about it because she's like the chosen one. Yeah, I I know like she wasn't alive at the time, but she was born shortly after. I believe so. Yeah. Sorry if I'm quiet now. 
Well, yeah, you are because you went away from the microphone. I just had to grab something. Oh, there we go. But yeah, no, it's just like. It, I hate universes where it's like we have to protect this thing and then they just don't say anything about it. Like, it's like, why? Why would you purposely make them so, like, underprepared? Yeah, I and don't know. Like, and the thing that bothers me the most about those, like, during the scene when Steppenwolf attacks the Amazons, it's like every part of their, their, their plan to keep them from getting the mother box is set up. For this exact situation, like, like I said, like, what if instead of like Steppenwolf coming through, what if it was like a, an energy blast? That whole building would collapse into the sea and you wouldn't get the box anymore. Like, because like how it's set up is that uh, they break these dried oak pillars, which are the only things keeping up this gigantic metal and stone building, which, you know, disbelief, but. Like what is it? The era of disbelief or what illusion of disbelief or whatever you call it? Uh suspension uh, of disbelief. Yeah, that was broken at that point, man. I like everything else, but like yeah, here's a giant monastery we built, and these are the only things keeping it up. These four stone pillars. Yeah, it didn't really bother it. me that much. I mean I it, it's it's believable. Maybe, but I don't know. It's just. I mean, Stonehenge has been up as long as it has been. So, I mean, it clearly doesn't take a whole lot to just keep a rock where it is. Yeah, but like these ones were the only things keeping the rock where it was. They destroyed these four specific wooden logs and sent the entire thing collapsing. In a a story about like gods and aliens and a a dude that can fly and came back to life and a guy that runs so fast it reverses time, I feel like the idea that some very thick logs would keep a rock suspended uh, isn't like that. It's not like immersion breaking well it's not like immersion deal but it's just it just feels needlessly goofy like you know yeah there are some things in this movie that are like really goofy it's like it's trying to be super serious it's r-rated because they have all this blood and gore in it which like let's be honest does it really need an r-rating there wasn't a scene where some guy's like holding his fleshy stump like in vikings which is r-rated no it's because batman said fuck did he? I didn't hear him say fuck. He did. I probably like toned it out or like it a was couple probably times. so insignificant. Yeah, he probably did. He said yeah, it to I'm, the Joker. He was like, let's fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll fucking kill you. That's another thing. Uh, we'll get to that later, but please don't ever fucking do the Joker again. Yeah. Fucking hate. That was Jared the Leto most Joker. cringy. That was the most cringy scene because it's like all those like edgelords that think they're the joker it's like you want to know why i got these scars and they like they society the, yeah it's like those fucking like incels online that think they're the joker because women don't want to talk to them <laughs> yeah basically usually for the same reason now another part that seemed like really campy to me was uh when steppenwolf sets up camp in like oh, yeah? some chernobyl type area um, in like a, a old like abandoned nuclear reactor, and he's like, "It's toxic. That's good." Like it felt like a very campy line from a much more silly and frankly better movie. Yeah, like it, it felt like it, '60s Batman. 
Like it felt like yeah, that no, level. that's the thing. Like all the villains in this movie, I, I said this when I ran about Darkseid being a terrible villain in this movie. It's like all of the villains are just generic, like Saturday morning cartoon villains in this. But we're supposed to pretend that they're these intimidating threats. It's like, I can't. I can't take them seriously when you have them saying and doing this stuff. They're just so just generic villain. Like they do everything sort uh, short of like uh, twisting their evil mustache while laughing. Yeah, it's just like at what point I was waiting for fucking uh, Steppenwolf to at one point like dump pollution into the water because that's basically what it seemed like his goal was turning into. He feels like uh, like a villain from Harley Quinn, the the Harley Quinn show on HBO Max. Great show, check it out, watch it, audience. Yeah. It just felt like that level of like silly just in that moment that it's toxic. That's good. Uh, the f- Zack Snyder to his fan base. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I- <laughs> Low hanging fruit. <laughs> <laughs> it's toxic. That's good. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is another uh, nitpick that I had. It's not really that serious, but we don't need title screens to tell us what act we're in. Like, yeah, okay. That was super fucking pretentious. Like okay, the I understand. Part one. It. Like, you, you better not count on it, Batman. And like, the worst yeah, one is the like, naming, though. The naming sucked because it's like you name it after like a single line that doesn't really tie yeah. in with any, like, it doesn't tie in with the whole thing that much, like a little yeah. bit. The, the It's all just lines that people say, too. Yeah. Like the biggest, most like fucking cringy, pretentious example was part six All the King's Horses. That just feels like something a student art film would have in it. Oh, you know what? This entire movie feels like a student art film. And you know what? Coming from the guy that ruined The Watchmen? Not surprising. Yeah, that's a (laughs) really common criticism of Zack Snyder that that I can get behind. He does... He, like... Like with the Watchmen, it's it's a story about like how like it's basically like about how superheroes are awful, and then he and they like kill people in in the story. The Watchmen kill people, and Zack Snyder. It's it's a commentary, and Zack Snyder saw that he was like, they kill people. That's awesome. Yeah, like the big. Okay, I know we're supposed to be talking about Justice League, but I want to talk about this, like because it's 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 it ruins the original story that Moore did, and it's like. All of the superheroes are horrible. Like Night Owl is like all is basically like what's the word? Like it's not confirmed, but okay, it's implied that he's a pedophile. Uh, Silk Spectre is like uh, in the in the comics, just like yeah, like in the comics and stuff. Like Silk Spectre is basically just used as like a a sex toy by everyone. Uh, Fucking. The worst character in it is probably Rorschach because he's like a QAnon conspiracy theorist. Like his whole character is he's like a racist, like horrifying psychopath. Like you're not supposed to root for him. But Zack Snyder, like he made a movie where it's like Rorschach's the coolest hero ever because he's got the mask thing. And it's like, are you a fucking moron? Did you not read the comic? It's like yeah. he makes it seem like the comedian's death is like this like tragedy that's befallen the world when in all actuality in the comic books no one cared cuz the comedian was a mass murdering psychopath that raped people. 
Like Ozymandias is like supposed to be this like asshole bad guy, but in the comic, he's like the only guy that has like at least like he's he's terrible. He's a jackass, but his goals like you understand where they're coming from, and you're like that's a horrible thing you're doing. But like you know, it's one of those the ends justify the means kind of thing. If you have to like you have to look at it like that in order to get it and shit. It's like they're all horrible people. Right. You're not supposed yeah. to root for them. No, I, I, I don't have a lot of like firsthand information on this, but like I've heard that, um, like Zack Snyder's like politics are kind of troubling because apparently oh, yeah. he's like a huge like Ayn Rand fan. Ayn Rand. Yeah. Okay. So you don't know who Ayn Rand is? Nah, not really. I try to avoid politics these days. Um. Okay, so she's like a a writer from, oh, I want to say like the 30s or 40s, um, like like olden days era. And um, oh, okay, I'm starting to piece together. Is it like bigotry shit? Yeah. So actually, a lot of her books were the inspiration for uh, Bioshock, like some of the imagery in Bioshock. And like the ideology uh, of like oh you Andrew mean Ryan. Bioshock this the story that's basically supposed to be a uh, a cynical satire on you know the whole idea of like what was it I forget what the anarcho capitalism yeah that yeah that's um, <laughs> yeah like Andrew Ryan and like uh, Fontaine if, like they're like heavily inspired by Ayn Rand's books and like her ideology but yeah she's like the original anarcho capitalist. Like in the in the public eye, because um, like her, like if you like if you asked her, like what her beliefs are, like fundamentally, she'll say like, oh yeah, it's weakness to care about other people, like not Uh, she won't even like code it like a normal conservative will do. Like if you ask a normal conservative, like oh you know we just don't have the budget for you know give everyone health care or you know or you know to to have more immigrants. Um, which is just a, a long way of saying, I don't care about other people, but she yeah. will literally say, no, it's a weakness to care about other people. Like it's, it's God, a weakness to like, you know, allow for handicapped people to exist. That's the most generic bad guy thing I've heard. And apparently I, I could be wrong about this, but apparently Zack Snyder is super into that. God. You know what? I'm not surprised. This is the guy that calls his movies films. Like if if I am mistaken on this, I will eat my words. I would do I will do a retraction. Um, but that's that's the that's the information that I have accumulated, and I have not bothered to fact check it yet. Uh, actually, I'll fact check it and I'll put a little. Dis- I'll, I'll put a, I'll I'll put in a voice clip of me correcting myself right now. Okay, so I was able to find an article from Critics at Large uh, called Snyder Shrugged, The Disturbing Politics of the Cape and Cowl, um, basically backing up the claim that, you know, Zack Snyder is a fan of Ayn Rand. He, um, it looks like he said it in an interview or something, but uh, yeah, so if you don't know who Ayn Rand is, she's basically like the OG anarcho-capitalist. She founded the ideology of objectivism, which is basically like Ben Shapiro brand facts don't care about your feelings, like edgy debate lord kind of stuff. Um, If you want an an idea of who she was as a person, 
this is a quote. I will have this linked in the description along with that article. This is from WikiQuote. They, parentheses Native Americans, didn't have any rights to the land, and there was no reason for anyone to grant them rights which they had not conceived and they were not using. What was it that they were fighting for when they opposed white men on this continent? For their wish to continue a primitive existence, their, quote, right, to keep part of the earth untouched, unused, and not even as property, but just keep everybody out so that you will live practically like an animal or a few caves above it. Any white person who brings the element of civilization has the right to take over this continent. So yeah, she's all for Native, Native American genocide, so that's her stance on that. Uh, this is another quote. Do you know that my personal crusade in life, in the philosophical sense, is not merely to fight collectivism nor to fight altruism? These are only consequences, effects, not causes. I am out after the real cause, the root of evil on earth, the irrational. So that's, I'm referring to altruism, basically the idea of doing things for other people because it's the right thing as a consequence of being irrational. So yeah, basically, like I was saying, she doesn't care about anyone other than herself or, you know, her group. And, you know, Zack Snyder apparently is really on board with that. And you can sort of see it in his movies. Uh, if there was no voice clip, I am right. Um, and Zack Snyder fucked, is liberals. But uh, but anyway, yeah. So back to this movie that this horrible man made. Yeah, let's try to get through. Uh, let's try to get through it as quickly as we can because we just passed two hours. Uh oh, god. Uh fucking. Uh you know every scene with Aquaman in it, they try to make him seem like a badass, but he's like the biggest douchebag dickhead I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. And uh, beyond me wanting to kill the Flash because of how like terrible he is. Like, not as, like, a person, but just as, like, something to listen to. I would also like to kill Aquaman, but this time just because he's terrible as a human being. Well, okay, The Flash <laughs> is a victim of poor writing. Uh, in Justice League, it's a lot worse, and there's, like, remnants yeah. of it in the Snyder Cut. The Flash, like, they're, you know, trying to make him quippy so he can be, like, a Marvel, like, like comic relief type thing. I, Which, uh, it's fine, uh, I guess. Aquaman, I feel like he's not written poorly. He's just written with flaws. And his like in, flaws Just, being in Justice he's League, he's a jackass. In, jo in Justice League, <laughs> um, as I have come to find out, he was a lot more of like an uncaring asshole, especially toward yeah. like Cyborg. But in the Snyder Cut, he actually seems to like have empathy. Yeah, like at one point, but like. I don't know. It just feels like all the the parts where they start to care about each other just happen out of nowhere. There's no like moment where they have like a heart to heart and actually understand the other characters. It's like they just go from like being like I hate you and then like ah oh, you're cool I guess. I I told you I hated you five minutes ago, but now I think you're cool. Why? Because we need to have a team up scene. Yeah, that's basically like how Batman v Superman was. Yeah, and uh, wasn't that also Zack Snyder? I it's almost think like he so. Can't. Hold on, I let me feel like let he... me look this up. Yeah, I was gonna say though, I feel like it's almost like he can't write good people interactions. Yeah, Zack Snyder directed it. Yeah, so I thought. <laughs> but it's just like if it's just 
every time there needs to be a hero team up. There's no like thing that they that happens that they need. It's just they talk and then the guy reconsiders later. Which is like, I guess that might be realistic, but there's no like, you know. Yeah. It's like Aquaman, like you were talking about this during the movie, but um you mentioned that like Aquaman's motivations aren't very clear. And like it got me thinking, like, yeah, you know. He's, he doesn't want to help, and then he saves a guy from a sea, which also, biggest dick move Aquaman does is he saves a guy from drowning, throws him through a table, tells him he has to pay for his alcohol, and then leaves to join the Avengers. <laughs> like, what the fuck, Aquaman? It's like, the, he better take care of the storm. It's like, what? 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 <laughs> Well, no, that made sense because it's like he's a gruff dude and he's like a reluctant hero type. And he's like, oh, this fucking guy, he's going to save his life, but he's going to be like, oh, just fucking stay out of the storm next time. Like, I, I understand that. Like, that's just his character. I wouldn't say that's bad writing. I like, there's say a it's difference. a bad character, there's a, though. There's he's a difference just... between writing a character with flaws and flawed writing for a character. Yeah. Still, though, I've really hated Aquaman in this movie. He was such a fucking asshole. Yeah. Like, but no, back to his motivations, though. Like, you were mentioning this. Like, what are his motivations? Like, why is he helping them? Like, it's... Yeah. Looking like, back Willem on Defoe it... Like, was like shows up, and he's like, you have to help the humans. And he's like, I don't wanna. He's like, you bastard! And then he leaves. And then that's it. Well, then... Like, he doesn't like, think about he, it. He's half human, half Atlantean. And I believe... Uh, his mother was Atlantean and she was like the queen of the ocean or whatever. Then she like yeah. left him with his father and he was raised with the humans. And it's like, okay. Yeah. So it's like, he's doing it out of loyalty to his mother. But like, uh, he was like, oh, I fucking hate her. And, but then they were like, oh, but she did. She, she wanted the best for you. And she, you know, she cared, but she couldn't raise you or whatever. And then he's like, oh, okay. I'm a hero now. Like, I know in the movie, in the Aquaman movie, they go more in depth with his, like, emotional, like, Yeah, and I haven't seen that, so I don't know anything about it. It's alright. It's not the best. I still say out of all the superhero movies DC has made, I like Shazam the most. Uh, Wonder Woman's the second one, and Aquaman's the third. Yeah, I've heard Like, those are the three best ones. Yeah, Shazam is great. Like, I fucking love that. That's what Superman should have been. Because, like, the whole point of Shazam is that He's like in the in that movie. He's like not a edgy, brooding dickhead. Yeah, he's like an actual like lovable character. And I feel like that should have been Superman. Superman is supposed to be like the Boy Scout. Why is he snapping people's necks again? Because Zack Snyder does not understand what makes heroes great. Um, he just thinks violence is the only option. Yeah. No. Next. Nit- I will next give- <laughs> nitpick though. Uh, the scene with Wonder Woman in the cave where she's like getting the exposition dump about Darkseid feels like a deleted scene. Like it feels like it was yeah. definitely something that got cut from the theatrical release. And like uh, I said, it, I hadn't seen the theatrical release, so I don't know what got cut or added. Um, it's just, it just after the slow-mo arrow of Artemis goes into the town, yeah. burns for a whole day, and then no one cares about it. Well, they care about it. They rope it off and there's like news coverage about it. But okay, but that's the thing. They just roped it off and no one's guarding it. Like the day after, it's like, oh, strange fire happened. Burned the entire day. Weird. Yeah. Let's not investigate. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it's it's whatever. It's 
What are you like, What are you gonna do? But um, I wrote I wrote uh, a note for that. It's like no wonder they need the Justice League. Cops are fucking terrible. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> um, but no, that that like, scene like it felt like it was a deleted like it it had the feeling of a deleted scene. And it just wasn't necessary because like once she gets the whole exposition dump, she just repeats it to Batman in like the next scene. So yeah. you're getting the exposition dump and then you're just and getting it, was, it again. So and it was at this moment. I realized this movie was just the Transformers, but with three cubes instead of one because <laughs> it's set up exactly the same way. Like there's Megatron who is dark side who comes to earth and tries to take over with the all spike uh, all spark which in this case is the mother boxes but he loses to the transformers which in this case is the army of people that fight him and the cubes are lost on earth the only difference is he doesn't get frozen he just gets taken back to his homeland so then the other decepticons come to earth millennia later in search of the cubes steppenwolf and his parademons and then they have to fight against sam woodwicky Batman and the Transformers that are with him. The Justice League. Like the part where Wonder Woman is explaining the the whole history behind it to him is the exact part where Optimus Prime shows up and tells Sam Witwicky everything about the Allspark and why he must be protected. Yeah. The first half of this movie is Transformers 1 by Michael Bay. Michael Bay and Zack Snyder have a very <laughs> similar vibe. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like Michael or uh, I feel like Zack Snyder writes his characters or directs his characters, whatever, the same way that Michael Bay manages scenery. Yeah, like it's the same energy, you know, it's just like the explosions will look cool. Get everything spiked so everyone likes it more. I mean, at least Michael Bay like serves a purpose, like explodey stuff. Like it's it's not like high cinema, but it's like at least it's like entertaining, you know. Yeah. As I opposed mean, to Zack Snyder's same. movies, where it's just bleak. Yeah. <laughs> I at least there's color and some like character development in Michael Bay's movies, even if they are all terrible. You know, that's the thing we should do. We should watch the first three Transformers movies one of these days and do a talk about them. Or at least just the first one. All right. Yeah, I, I have the first one on DVD. I don't know if they're on anything. But um, Also, an another thing that kind of bothered me uh, is there's a scene where a guy gets abducted and someone watched. And uh, it's like, so what the attack look like? And the, it, like, it's clearly a big bug man, but they still wound up drawing Batman. Yeah, that felt weird. Like, if you just gave the guy the pencil, he could probably like draw a a better. Well, isn't that what yeah. they did? Th isn't that what they did though? Like, it wasn't like a police sketch artist. It was like the drawing that the person did. So that makes it even yeah. less understandable because it's like you saw the thing. It was clearly like, like a bug type thing. So why did you draw it like a flying fucking squirrel? Yeah. Also, we had obligatory scenes with, like, angelic music and the light shining on the superhero. Because, you know, uh, to Zack Snyder, anyone that has a superpower is clearly Jesus. Yeah, that's annoying. The, all the Christ imagery. 
then we had a scene with Aquaman walking to the sea while the waves are in fucking slow-mo. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. Uh, I don't care how badass you think you are. Swimming in jeans and boots <laughs> has got to be the most uncomfortable and impractical thing I have ever seen. It is such a dumb scene, too, because it's like, it's like generic indie like so oh, okay hold on i forgot i i just remembered a scene i really want to talk about in the beginning of the movie batman goes to team up with aquaman aquaman turns him down then he goes and he starts swimming in the water as soon as aquaman goes into the water this like choir of like amish women come out of nowhere and start like singing well what okay. the fuck okay so i understood that because it's like aquaman is like uh he's like uh He's like the I don't protector. Wanna, yeah, I don't want to say Christ figure because. But he is. That's exactly what it figure. is. He shows is up Zach and he gives Snyder him fish. And put a comic book in a Bible, and now he's hitting us in the head with that amalgamation. Yeah. No, I that understand because I I feel like that's just the oh. ritual that they do. And Aquaman just never bothered to tell them like, hey, you don't got to do that. Like I I thought the implication was that's the village he lives in. Because I think that's the village he lives in in Aquaman also. So I like, no they know he's a half-fish person now or something? W what the fuck? I don't know. I, I, it, hurt, it hurts my brain to think about it. It's just, It was such a just jarring scene because it's like, why does every superhero have to be Jesus to you? Speaking of that, though, another like, nitpick that I had with the uh, the and any scene with the uh, Atlanteans. So, like, do they oh, seriously when they have to talk? Yeah, do they seriously need to make like a whole like bubble every time they want to like have a conversation? Yeah. Okay. I want to. I want to be so what would be stupider. What would be stupider? Them just talking underwater, or them doing that every time? See, if you just had them talk to each other underwater, <laughs> like, it's, like, like it, I feel like the suspension of disbelief is, like, in effect, you know, like, you can just, like, you can justify why they would be doing that, like, it's not a huge deal, but, like, the idea that they would, like, create a bubble around themselves. I had forgotten that that is what they do. Uh, so the part where Willem Dafoe shows up and you just hear his voice and you see like a fucking pocket of water like rotate like is that Willem Dafoe's character? I thought oh, he yeah. was a dude. <laughs> I was like man these rewrites are insane. What the fuck? You know I wasn't going to mention this but Willem <laughs> Dafoe with long hair is very unsettling. Yeah it's a bit weird. You know I'm upset though they had Willem Dafoe but they still went with Jared Leto as the Joker. Like, oh, you've seen the picture Willem of Dafoe Will Willem Dafoe doing his, like, weird smile while he's licking his lips. That looks like the Joker. Yeah. Paint him white, give him red lipstick. Fucking Joker. Have you seen the photoshops? Like, I've seen, like, fan-made yeah. fan photoshops of uh I think that's Willem the Dafoe photoshop I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, no, that's the image, yeah. Yeah, no, that's the thing, though. It's like, he looks perfect for it, and he probably has a good voice for it, because, like, you know, Willem Dafoe's older and shit, so you could just tie it in. It's like, oh, this is the Joker from the movie Joker. Grown up. Kind of. Well, older, I, I guess. I don't know. I would kind of distance those two universes. Because, like... I know, the, I'm just saying, though, like if Joker, you want a connected the, universe, you could do that. Uh, well, the Joker movie, like, it's it's its own thing. It's, it's clearly going for something different. It's a bit of a departure. 
But, um, yeah, but it's an actual like uh, dark DC movie. But yeah, if you also have Willem Dafoe as the Joker, then that puts him closer in age to Ben Affleck's Batman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Because <laughs> fucking Jared Leto's like a 25-year-old. Jared, I, I'm not so sorry. I, I'm more sold on the theory that Jared Leto's Joker is a poser and not the actual Joker. To I be clear, like Jared Leto fits. is 49 years old. Yeah, but he pretends that he's like 29, not 29, 25 years old. Good point. His his Joker is like, I'm young forever. Watch as I get damage tattooed on my forehead. I can't believe he's. Why? I cannot believe he's almost 50 years old. I still don't believe it. Guy's way too fucking weird. Like, I'm weird, but I'm not Jared Leto weird. He's the Jared that we gave all of our weird genes to. Oh, my God. I. So I Googled Jared Leto, and one of the th- first things that popped up was his Twitter. And on yeah. March 19th, I guess there, there's this like clo- clothing line that either he started or someone did. Uh, and it's a shirt that says, we live in a society. And 50% of the profits from it go to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. But like... That feels too goofy. Like it, yeah. Not not just the shirt, not just that, but like the idea that you have a shirt like designed to like like you're you're supporting like you know like mental health, like that's your cause. And the design, like the the design that you go with, is we live in a society, and it's the guy playing the Joker doing like just the whole thing put together is so fucking goofy. I love it. Yeah. But uh But yeah, buy buy a shirt thing. if you want to have that and you want to support suicide prevention. If you want to support suicide, buy a society <laughs> shirt. No, it's a it's a good cause and it's a it's a funny shirt cuz it's got the funny thing on it, but um uh while we're still on this topic though, the uh back to the Snyder cut thing, the uh the whole flashback thing. I want to talk about this. Uh, so you're telling me Darkseid just forgot he left three of the most important items to his plan on Earth 1,000 years ago? Well, he has like I a feel- million of them. Yeah, but I just feel like, you know, maybe you should keep that accounted for. Well, it's like, okay, it's like if you have a huge fight with your ex and you leave a t-shirt there at, at, at their house. Okay. You're not going to go back out, just Alex. for the t-shirt. You have a, you have a bunch of them. A t-shirt isn't a weapon that can be used to destroy a planet. That's like leaving the Death Star keys and letting the well, rebels no. look at it once. No, the point is like, that the point is that the mother boxes, like he has so many of them that just losing a couple of them, like it's not a huge deal. Alright, well Alright, I see you're there. But uh another thing is uh so why didn't the Green Lanterns take one of the mother boxes? Like, I don't know. I just feel like keeping all three of the Earth destroying items on Earth is just a a bad movie waiting to ha oh, oh wait. <laughs> yeah, I remember <laughs> when you sent that. That got me thinking, like, yeah, so we have like and you mentioned this, like the the humans, like the the man yeah. has one. The so uh, uh the the, here, yeah, the Amazons I, get a mother box to like st- they, to store and the Atlanteans get one and humans get one and they just fucking like bury how, it. Yeah, it's just like fuck it, man, bury. Like everything else is like super max, and then humans are like, yeah, fuck it, dirt's good enough. <laughs> 
And then after that, we had a scene with the Flash, and it started my crusade to beat up the Flash, which then turned into a bloodlust to murder him. And now I have the designs for a supersonic cannon that will slow down time and also rupture his lungs. I know he's not real, but if he ever is real, I have the weapon to kill him. I'll sell it to whoever wants to be the next Flash villain. <laughs> but no, that was... That's a really good point, though, that you made about how, like, the Green Lanterns should have taken the box instead of humans. Yeah, it's like... they fucking bury it. And it's like, okay, so if, if, if someone came to get one of those boxes, if they came to get one, if they came to get the one from the, from humans, what kind of defense are you going to put up? It's 5,000 years in the past. What do they have? Sticks? As opposed to a how... race of people that have magical powers that are based on imagination. Uh, also, I just love how the flaw in that plan is immediately shown through because Hitler winds up with the fucking box. You know, Adolf Hitler, well, world's greatest genocidal maniac. Well, I guess the kind of the Nazis just, like find it and then the U.S. intercepts it or the Allies intercept yeah. it. But yeah, Hitler did almost have the mother box. He, just, he basically almost had the Ark of the Covenant, but it doesn't blow you up. Or it might blow you up. He, I don't know. He ha It's like how. Uh, oh wait, no. Actually, I know what this is. It's them taking things from uh, Justice, not Justice League, uh, Marvel again. Because uh, the Nazis had the special cube in there, so they should have it in this one. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> so stupid. Also, uh, there's a scene where the Flash saves a woman, and it's like the weirdest, creepy fucking scene ever. Oh, He's like, yeah, I want to get into that when we get into the character <laughs> section. Because I have some yeah. thoughts on that. But the but last nitpick, I just, wanna... I just have one last nitpick before we get into I... the pacing. Uh, but we're, what were you going to say? I was going to say, uh, after watching this movie, I understand Captain Cold 100%. And, you know, he should hit me up if he wants to team up sometime. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, my last nitpick that I had. Just the color grading in this movie is yeah, so okay. fucking bleak. Like it's, I said it's this, gray. I said this before. It's like at least the first one that had color to it. Uh yeah. Every fucking thing in this movie reminds me of the second Gears of War game. And like people who have played it know what I'm talking about. To the but for the uninitiated, Gears of War 2 came out at a time where color was still not a thing people like to put on the Xbox for some reason. So basically, Gears of War 2 is just a bunch of people walking around in the most dingy, dirty looking environment. With, like, grayscale on everything. Like, it is... Everything's just gray, and it looks terrible. Yeah, looking at, like... Like, side by side, looking at Justice League versus the Snyder Cut. Like, it's night and day. Like, literally. Like, one literally. looks like it's at night. <laughs> it's just... Um, all the color is just so terrible in that movie. I don't know what feeling he's trying to convey hopelessness i guess that's all i can feel i mean he literally like, made superman's suit black like he literally uh, okay, took the color a, out of that no that's the thing that happens in the comics i will give i know i know that, that does happen in the comics but still his uh his revival suit is supposed to be a black and silver version yeah so i will give him points for accuracy he got one thing right yeah now um marvel movies they have a reputation for being a little like ugly looking when it comes to color grading. I believe yeah. Patrick H. Willems did a video on it. I will link it in the description, but yeah. So basically like 
um, I guess Spider-Man Homecoming is like the exception. Uh, I don't know about the other Spider-Man, but like Spider-Man Homecoming specifically, like they actually put like effort into color grading it and making like the red in the suit pop. But like Civil War, you look at that, like the the airport fight scene, everything's just gray because they shoot it in um in raw. And then you're supposed to like in post bring out the colors in, in the footage and, you know, yeah. color grade it however you want. But yeah, like at least Marvel movies don't purposefully tone down the like further tone down the colors. Yeah. Like, unless it's supposed to be like a darker scene where it's like, this took place at midday. I, I, I'll tell you right now, the entire movie, it feels like the only time that superheroes are allowed to fight is like six in the afternoon. Cause like, that's the color I keep seeing. Like I'm looking out my window right now. It's like six, like six in the afternoon like during like the fall season and it's overcast and also in post they took out all the colors like i'm looking out my window right now it is 6 36 in michigan there is an overcast and rain clouds and it's still too colorful to be considered a Zack snyder shot you know what it feels like it feels like he just couldn't commit to making the movie actually black and white yeah wasn't that a thing he wanted to do i think it was considered I think there's an option to view it in black and white, kind of like Logan. No, here's the thing, though. There's a there's a thing I have on my phone called uh, student film bingo, in which it points out all like the most overused tropes in student films. I got three bingos on that watching that movie. God, I hate student films so much. You made me watch a four hour long one, Alex. Yeah, for research purposes. And now we Alex, get I- like three hours of content out of it. Alex, the membrane that encases my nest has died three times because of this. You are destroying my nest. So I forgot. Did we did we make that joke on the podcast before, or was that only in the group chat? What joke? The I live in like a weird fleshy alien nest. We might have made it on the show. If not, this is the debut. Okay, well, yeah. It's falling apart now because of Zack Snyder's Justice League. So I guess I guess there's a plus. You you've stopped the pending invasion. Congratulations, you know, humanity. We need to make like a lore bible for your character on this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cuz like I feel like it, it just it's going to build up so there's too much to keep track of. But uh before we get into pacing, I want to talk about this one scene. There's a part where he's fighting the Atlantean, Steppenwolf, and he throws one into a rock. The back of his head fucking explodes against the rock. There's like blood all over it. Guy's still alive. Yeah, I thought that was gonna Are you kill fucking him. Fucking kidding like, me? <laughs> okay, they're supposed to be like really strong and durable because they live in the water and stuff. And okay, like, but Alex, can, his brain like is it, goo now. Okay, it, like it it could just be like blood. Like it could be like a surface wound. But like he's still like alive. Like I don't, I don't know. Like like not only is he a still alive, he's also b completely conscious. And c when they extract the memories from him and display it on like the little like hologram screen, it's in perfect HD quality. What? what, Okay, look. What did he hit with that much blood in it? (laughs) Look, Jared, I'm not gonna defend it. But I will say it didn't break the immersion for me. It didn't like take me out of it really. 
And also, know, it's, I... it's fictional alien technology that plays memories. Yeah. What, and you're complaining about, oh, actually, in real life, fictional <laughs> alien technology doesn't display in full HD. It only displays in 480p if there's enough blood loss. Nah, but here's the thing, though. This is the part that I want to point out, though. Is It's just, it's only there so he can get the R rating because blood is cool to him. Every scene in this movie where there's dismemberment or like blood splatters and stuff like that, every other movie could do the same thing without the overuse of blood and they'd still get the PG-13. The only reason he did this was so he could get his R rating that he was ranting about constantly. No, you know what? I feel like just the amount of times that they like, they swear, like, I feel like that's what really pushed it to an R rating. Because, okay, okay, like. The way that As they rate don't movies, say the F word. The way that they rate movies, like you can have so much violence, and as long as you don't swear, as long as you don't show like a gay couple, you will be fine. <laughs> you will get a PG thirteen rating. Yeah. Occasionally, you'll get an example of where like a movie is R rated because of the amount of like gore that it has, but usually, what gets a movie an R rating is like you know saying fuck one too many times or having two people of the same sex kiss on screen cuz really that's yeah. not it, it's never the straight stuff like it's never a straight couple that gets a movie in our rating it's always a gay or lesbian couple just doing anything like like that's a that's a whole separate issue like the the motion picture association like they're very homophobic yeah no, I was going to say, though, it's just like, you know, though, like most of the reasons for it isn't because he was forced to have the R rating. Like he wanted it because he likes what the, like he likes the the attention that an R rating film usually has. Yeah, that is a good point. It's it's like a selling feature. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, the Justice League definitely doesn't have to be R rated like Deadpool. I understand wanting Deadpool to be R rated because yeah, like he a makes raunchy sex jokes in every other word. Yeah. Every other word he says is a sex joke, and on top of that, he's shown his balls to everyone. And I understand Logan being R-rated because of like you yeah, know the violence, it's, and it's you know fucking Wolverine. It's also a super serious movie and shit. It's what just it's what Justice League said it was going to be. Literally, his power is being made of knives. So his power is he has knives that shoot out of his skin that he stabs people to death with. Yeah, so like that would be R-rated. Yeah, like, fuck, he's referred to as a berserker in the comics because he rips people apart. Yeah, but anyway, I think that's... No, Pharaoh. I think that's it for the uh, nitpick section, so do you want to move on to the the pacing? Yeah, uh, I see that you were prepared for this. I was not, Alex. Okay, look, the... (laughs) All right, what you're referencing is my first note. Binge culture has prepared us for the four-hour cut. So yeah. like, when a when a season of something comes out, you watch like a lot of people will just watch the whole thing in one sitting. I feel like that has like primed us for the the idea of a movie coming out and being four hours. I mean, obviously, yeah, but- long movies aren't like a new thing. Like Gone with the Wind is like what five hours. Titanic is like oh, nine yeah. hours. So fucking the like, uh, Gangs of New York is also like five hours. But here's the thing: there's intermissions with those movies. Yeah. Like, like, there's a point where it's like, pause this, take a break and do whatever. It doesn't matter. This is the intermission period. This movie is just 
scenes of explosions and sad Lois Lane for four hours straight, chopped up with like a two second clip of like part one. We yeah. don't know what we're doing. Now I know we mentioned this earlier, but like the title screens, like it feels like that's like a remnant from when it was going to be a mini series. Cause it, yeah. it was going to like when they were working out their like ideas for it, like it was going to be split up into like episodes. Um, I feel like if they did that, it would give them more time to like flesh out the, the episodes and give you better characters. Yeah. Well, that's I if see, it was meant to be a, a show, but it's not, I s- it's meant to I be a movie. I can a lot about uh, the characters and stuff in this, but like the thing I want to point out though is like you can make them good characters with like the whole like like have them like sad characters and shit because that's what they did with fucking Doom Patrol, like and that works because it's a show that you see the characters grow over time with it. But in a movie, it just feels like even if it's four hours long, it still feels extremely like rushed. Yeah, you know, At, like. There's parts where it's rushed, and then there's parts that are unnecessary. Like, I can understand showing Lois Lane for, like, the human parts of it, but there's so many scenes of her just being sad, and one of them only exists to introduce a character who doesn't show up for the rest of the movie until the very end to threaten us with a sequel. Yeah, and we'll we'll get into that in the character section, because I have some thoughts on that. But, um, no, about the whole, like, like, splitting it, like, like it's a four hour movie, right? That's a lot to sit through. But if you think about it as like eight half hour episodes, like I, I feel like people wouldn't complain as much. Yeah, but at no, the same I time, feel like- I feel like that wouldn't work as well because it's not meant to be eight episodes. Well, it's meant its- to be one coherent movie. Um, not for in better its current or worse. form, though. I feel like if they went with the whole eight thing and they actually thought about it and made it into eight separate episodes like mini episodes it could be good like if you were to take the mandalorian turn it into an entire movie that would be a fucking horrible movie yeah. because there's so much there's just so much shit going on in well there. that that just speaks to the fundamental differences between writing a tv show and writing a movie yeah but like you could have this like game of thrones where it's not like Every episode is going to be a new thing. You could have like slow burn character building and stuff. Maybe after like the third episode, there's a fight and shit. Like just build up the characters and stuff like that. You could actually do the the whole mini series thing for this idea. Well, if you just like not do what they did, like I don't know how to word this right, but I can see how it would work in my head. Like I'm trying to word it right, but I, it's just not there but it's like like little movies but not the way they thought little movies should be like episodes y- yeah <laughs> like, i don't that's i don't my brain's mush because of this movie alex i'm trying to be completely smart, understandable I can't. <laughs> I can't be smart anymore so anyway you want to get into the characters gray. yes please thank you so superman uh like you know yeah i have some notes on superman <laughs> like four separate bullet points first of all i don't think he should be able to go toe to toe with flash like he did oh no absolutely not flash is only wearing silicon and like a rubber spandex suit kind of thing uh superman is like going full out to beat them up everyone should be dead like maybe not wonder woman but everyone else should be dead yeah yeah if you're fighting superman and he's at full power and he doesn't care whether you live or die 
like he's trying to kill you, you will be dead. You should be dead from that. Like there's yeah. no surviving a fight with Superman. Like unless he's like pulling his punches and you know, he's like normal, like, like the whole reason that anyone survives a fight with Superman is that Clark Kent is a good person that doesn't like to kill people. Yeah. It's just, it's just one of those things. It's like, uh, like that whole fight with Superman too, is just, a, the fight scene is just way too long for the payoff you get at the end. Yeah, for it, it is very drawn out. It's like it, it's a huge fight with Superman in like in like uh, the park area. I forget where it's supposed to be. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It, yeah, but uh, it's like in this like Metropolis Park, and they're fighting Superman. And the end is Lois Lane runs up and is Martha. Uh, that is a reference to his first, uh, his other movie, Zack Snyder's uh, Batman v Superman, where uh, uh, the entire conflict was over in an instant when they said the name Martha. Yeah. Uh, Lois Lane shows up and Superman instantly remembers everything. And he's like, oh, I'm a bad guy now. I better be a good guy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That didn't bother me too much. I just. I just thought it was like. Pretty fucking lazy. Well, it feels like. If you're if you have it's a just, character that like loses their memory and you show them someone that they care about, like okay, that's fine if that like snaps them out of it. Like I, it doesn't bother me. But what does bother me is that they just like they did a mean a mini amnesia arc. Yeah, and Superman's like mini he, amnesia arc, like all other amnesia arcs, adds nothing but runtime to the movie. What they should have done is like either not done that at all and waited till later for it. Like, here's an idea. I don't know. Like, don't have Superman because, like, here's another character they introduce Martian Manhunter who does nothing for the whole movie. I don't know. Maybe wait to bring Superman back, like, the till the next movie or something. Because, yeah, I feel it, like Martian Manhunter from, could fill a similar role in, like, being the, like, the powerful character that they need to bring in yeah, to fight Steppenwolf. In the comics, he's a shapeshifter, but he does have some pretty good powers on his own. He's super strong and flies and shit. Yeah. He's, just, he's an alien like Superman. Yeah, and I mean, he does like, have uh, some weaknesses like fire, but who isn't weak to fire? Yeah. Yeah, like, Superman has weaknesses, too. It's like, come on. But, like, the thing that bothers me the most about it, though, is it's like, they're trying to build up this whole, like, evil Superman arc thing throughout the whole movie. Then they have him evil for, like, five seconds and it's over. It's like... Well, I don't well, know if they're building we'll up to evil wait Superman till later. for the whole movie. Well, kind of, because, like, the entire time Batman's talking about, like, the dreams he's having. And the dream is, refer oh, is like, the yeah. same one he had before, where it's the fucking, the world's over. Lois is the key Batman. Ah, thing. Yeah. And no, at the very I never end, understood they have that. that. When I was watching because the movie. Like, it, it didn't make sense. Like, it added nothing. It felt like it was something from a whole different movie. It's because it's, it was because the dream happens in Batman v Superman. I, I realize that. I, I I realize that it's a callback to Batman v Superman, and that was supposed to be like referencing something that's going to happen in the future. But like, which it, is, it all ends up just being way. Batman's dream. So yeah. like, what the fuck is it? Like, what is it? Uh, like, I, yeah. I get that it's supposed to be like an alternate future getting, thing, like, but visions. what is it? He keeps getting like premonitions of the future and stuff. And it's like, Batman doesn't have that power. Why are you doing this? This is so fucking weird. It's like, yeah. But yeah, so uh, one of my favorite DC characters of all time when I was a kid was Martian Manhunter. And I got to see him in Zack Snyder's Justice League. And I hated it. 
Because this is all he does in a movie about superhero teams. He exists just to be like he just to pretend to be Superman's mom for some reason. And I'm yeah, that was very weird. concerned about that. Is he constantly pretending to be her or like Okay, what's up with that? If you that? want an explanation for that, uh, you should look at the the link that I have in the show notes. Okay, I'll look at that in a second. Under the, under the Martian Manhunter like, bullet point. Because, like, otherwise, it would imply that Martha and uh, uh, fucking Lois just weren't ever meeting. It's just super. It was just Martian Manhunter the whole time, or Martian uh, Manhunter Martian. is Superman's mom. Because he likes to hug. He disguises himself as Martha Kent just to hug Lois. He does it again at the farm to hug yep. Lois yeah, this Superman. Is, this is, <laughs> okay, that makes sense. This is on my favorite <laughs> subreddit, r slash okay. shitty fan theories. This one, Alex, Martian Manhunter has a some, hugger. That has some value, Alex. There is a comic I had about the Justice League dealing with their PTSD. And one of the story arcs is that Martian Manhunter Hunter lost his entire family and race in the fires that took Mars. And so he, like, disguises himself as a human and, like, hangs out with other humans so he couldn't feel love again. Aww. And he, he disguises himself so he can hug people. <laughs> so it's really sad. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So no, anyway, this movie, yeah, he's just weird. Check out that post. <laughs> check out the rest of the subreddit. It's great. Now back to Justice League. Uh, so he just shows up and he shows up at the very end of the movie and then threatens the, the, the viewers with the audacity of there being a sequel. He's like, there's something bigger on the horizon. It's like, no, this was four hours long. I don't think I can handle anymore. Yeah, like the whole time Batman's like, I think there's something coming. And then at the end, I think there's something bigger coming. It's like, I'm going to stab whoever wrote this movie. Yeah, now I have um, well, all that I have to say about Martian Manhunter is like, there's no way he was in the original cut, right? Like, it feels like no, very hodgepodge like, and like, it feels like a last minute addition. But I, I don't remember him ever being in the cut, but. That could just be my brain removing it, because, oh my god, was that horrible? Yeah, I think Martian Manhunter, along with the Green Lanterns, was just added in. Yeah. For no reason other than just, like we said before, world-building for Dark stuff Side. that's not going to happen. Dark Side, I believe, was also added in. Uh, yeah. For most of it. Um, uh, yeah, uh, you, you got the Superman's death thing down. It needed more movies and time for it to sink in before they brought him back. Yeah, yeah, that's another uh, point that I wanted to make. Superman, like, he, he should, like, it's, well, it's a, a fundamental problem with this entire series where, like, you need more movies to, like, flesh out. Like, like we need origins for, or at least like, introductions for all these characters before you bring them into their, in, to this Infinity War style movie. Like, we need to know who Aquaman is going into it. We don't need to, like learn about him after the fact we need to learn about him going in we need to know who the flash is we need to know who well we need an introduction for batman like if you don't have an already like pre-existing idea of who all these characters are like if you're just a normie going into this you're going to be very confused yeah because like that's the thing like batman was introduced in batman v superman and it's like it's not the Batman that you have the origin stories for because he's more like Thomas Wayne because he kills people. 
Yeah. Like, it's just it's just a weird Batman. I hate it. I hate weird Batman. Yeah, but that problem also is present with Justice League, where we need time for Superman's death to set in. Because, like, you kill him, and yeah. then in, what, the next movie, you immediately bring him back? Yeah. It's just so dumb. Yeah, it, like, it, it feels, like, very, like, like, you're trying to force this, like, feeling. Like, you're trying to force, like, this mourning to, like, to, like, process, you know? Yeah, it doesn't like feel Superman organic. Superman also, like you said it too, but like Superman also is like the only point he's there is because he's stronger than everyone. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's another like thing. that's a thing that they had in the books and stuff where it's like, oh, why do we need anyone else when Superman's here? And they usually fix it by either having him die or leave. And then like the TV show, the cartoon Justice League Unlimited, just made him an idiot, so that's why he's there. Yeah. Yeah, like that's why the other teams there—they're the smarter guys that do shit that he can't do. Yeah, that's uh that's a thing that I had written down. Like Superman's power level makes the rest of the Justice League obsolete. So I feel like the way that you solve that would be like like let him die. Yeah, it's like you said, like <laughs> to justify the entire rest of the Justice League existing, you have Superman die. So like, I I just thought of this like if you really wanted to have Superman in the movie but also not like i don't save his death for like act one of justice league right so like he uh, like at first is like just taking care of all the problems for them and they started they sort of like rely on him right kind of like they do in the third act of this movie to like kick steppenwolf's ass and then like we we do see this in the movie where like the entire reason that steppenwolf shows up is because superman is dead um but just work that in so like superman at first is taking care of all their problems but then he's dead so then the movie is them trying to figure out how to like you know function without him i feel like that would work a lot better than than what we got in this movie yeah it's just it's just a fucking yeah with that out of the way i will let you complain about flash okay yeah so he's they try to make him like this endearing like nerdy guy but it's like it's it's the stereotypical nerd where it's the one that just makes you really want to hurt him like i'm a nerd and even i want to pick on this little shit (laughs) yeah it's like watching this movie every time he shows up and says a word i had like this adrenaline meter like you know how like those hack and slash games they have like the the rage meter that you build up and then you unleash it to get like double attacks or whatever yeah i had the same thing but it was like my origin story against how i'm gonna kill the flash (laughs) so as the movie progressed it just got worse and worse to the point where i started researching into resonance theory and shit discovered how to kill the flash by making a supersonic base cannon that will be able to slow him down long enough to where you can switch it over to a new resonance sound that when played, it will rupture his lungs and kill him instantly. I also had devised a suit to make sure that you are safe. It's very easy. It's basically a deep sea diver outfit to withstand the pressure. That is also soundproof. It's also very comfy and air conditioned. And if you would like the blueprints, uh, he will sell <laughs> them like as the an blueprints. NFT. Uh, they will be drawn <laughs> yeah. in crayon. Uh, uh, actually, I do have drawings of it. I have to find it again. Please, I, put, I threw it. I know that they're not in the corner. Be, please tell me they're ma- they're drawn with crayon. No, no, it's pencil drawings. <laughs> I can I can only imagine something like that being dr- like scribbled with crayon and like with stick figures and stuff. 
You don't understand, Alex. This movie made me hate Flash to the point where I have devised, like, an actual supervillain outfit. Yeah, now... This movie is my supervillain origin story. I am now the the great brapper. Now, I didn't hate Flash, like... <laughs> I did. I didn't hate Flash <laughs> for the whole movie. I did at first. Like, his introduction, like, it, it I, felt very I, annoying. I will say at times, I did think Flash was an alright character. And then he'd have a quip, and then it would just fill the meter back up again. You know, I don't mind quips. I just, I don't like it when it feels like you're trying to do something. You know, like, it feels like you're trying to make it like a Marvel movie. And my understanding is that they, they toned it down a lot from the, uh, from Justice League. Like, this movie, like, it, like, it feels like it, that's just his character. You know, like, it doesn't feel yeah. like bad writing. Uh, I didn't mind it that much, but his introduction, like at first, because it's just all at once. It's like, oh, it's like an overdose yeah. on quippiness. But like in in like the I'm slow-mo going sequence, to kill the snack hole in the in the slow-mo sequence when he's like, um, you know, saving the 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 girl because he thinks she's cute. Um, he's being weird and yeah. shit. Now, like when he's he like grabs a hot dog. Yeah. When he when he's when he's like in slow-mo he's like going super fast and everything he like grabs a hot dog like my reaction was like not the time man yeah i when he was like touching the girl i was really worried where it was going yeah i was very concerned (laughs) i was like what the fuck is the flash going to do man but also no the real word uh but by the way it does kind of pay off because he's like oh you know i always keep a hot dog on me for the dogs and it's like okay it's it's I don't hate it. It's it's fine. It's whatever. I can promise you he's not getting that job, though. <laughs> <laughs> However, uh, another thing this movie did that is different from the comics, and also a weird coincidence, why do all of the heroes in this movie have the worst relationship with their parents? Yeah. But no, um, before like, we get into that is more, that just I just want to bring up the, the, the true worst villain worst person in this movie the guy that's driving a 10 ton semi truck and he drops his (laughs) fucking egg mcmuffin (laughs) and he spends a solid 30 to 45 seconds trying to fish it out of his dirty ass like (laughs) footwell in 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 the truck (laughs) and he's just speeding down the road not looking he's he's spending like an extended period of time not looking up I have two notes made for that. The first one, that guy who dropped his burger is fighting for a lost cause. Yeah. Well, that burger yeah, fell on sure. the floor. That floor is so disgusting. Like, I love burgers. I would probably eat a burger if it fell on my floor. But if it fell on the floor of a truck that disgusting, I'd just buy a new one, man. For real. Because, like, oh my god. Like, okay, Steppenwolf is the bad guy. But the guy driving that truck this is a is bad the villain. guy. Uh, my next note is that man just killed like five people all because he wanted his burger. <laughs> yeah. Period. <laughs> that man just murdered a family. <laughs> but anyway, superheroes, bad relationship with their parents. Yeah. Is that just a requirement for the job now? Because like everyone has the worst. And I, I want to get into this. Well, Flash like, doesn't have uh, a bad relationship with his parents. Like his mom no, no, is probably his dad bad and his dad is in prison, but they don't yeah. have a bad relationship. 
eh, it's Rocky. Cause like, he's all like, you're wasting your life, man. You gotta, you gotta stop following this. He's like, but I want to do this, dad. I want to save you. It's like, no, you're away. Stop. And then he walk like they go away. Well, it's like, that's they, not they, it's, a, it's still a rough relationship. No, I don't think so. Because like Flash is trying to like, he's trying to like help his dad and his dad is like, I just want the best for you. I don't want you to worry about me. Like that's, that's where it's coming from. It's not like, oh, give up on your dreams. Oh yeah, I'm not saying it is, but it's like, like the relationship they have though, it's clearly that like one of them doesn't want them to do this and just wants him to like, well, I mean, basically it's time to give up on his dreams though. Cause he's like, Hey, don't do this. You have a whole life. You could be living. Well, Don't waste it on me. Well, hold on. It's, and that's the life it's he wants clearly to live different from like, 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 Oh, I'm trying to like put in a lot of hours and a lot of work to get my dad out of prison, but he wants me to like do what I want to do for me as opposed to like trying to help him. But I really want to help him. That's different from like, I just want to be in theater, but my dad wants me to do basketball. He's so awful and he doesn't care about me. Like those are two completely oh, well, different no, situations. That. Eh. But yeah, the rest of them definitely like either the parents are dead or like they're not on good terms. Well, except for Superman. Well, Superman Superman his, has his mom's his, cool, but his dad was kind of the worst. His dad told him to let kids die. Yeah. Well, was I supposed to do and let then, them die? Maybe. Yes. <laughs> Maybe. But uh let's talk about the real worst uh one. Cyborg. I went on a rant about this because I hate movies like this. Like the whole point of Cyborg is that like in the comics, he resents his father because his father rebuilt him and he didn't want to be rebuilt and shit like that. And I, I thought that's what they were going for with it. But it seems like he just really, really just blames his dad for his mom's death when his dad's whole thing was that he couldn't come to a football game because he had to work for the government. Yeah. And it, I hate movies like that. It's like. There's always that one movie. It's like, dad hates me because he has to go to work. It's like, no, your dad doesn't hate you. The reason why he wasn't at karate practice was because someone's got to pay for that fucking bullshit. It's like, I had a job. What the fuck were you supposed to do when you have things like that? You can't just like, oh, hey, sorry, my son's got a football game. I got to go when you're the lead scientist on a fucking super like top secret project. You can't just up and quit because then like how are you gonna pay for the fucking football shit now yeah. huh well I, I don't think he wants him to like quit his job but i do i, I do understand understand, the, I understand that like it's the just, sentiment of like i wish my dad was more involved in my life thing. i can understand like why that's the thing for these movies it's just i hate how it's always like my dad hates me so i hate him back now because of it when clearly his dad doesn't hate him he gave the kid the power to be cyber jesus well, I feel like you're thinking of it too, like simplistically, because he has this resentment towards his dad, not because he thinks his dad hates him. He doesn't. He, he has this resentment towards his dad because he doesn't seem to care about him either way. Like he doesn't put in the time to like be a father to him. Like he's too consumed with his work, which like I don't want him. Like I, I'm not saying like, oh, my dad got to quit his job if he wants to be a good dad. Like it's. Okay, but like you gotta like balance it. You gotta be there at least sometimes for your kid. And it's not just the one game that he didn't go to. And it's like, oh, I blame you for my mom's oh, death. Yeah, uh, it's it's 
uh, it's like a culmination of things. It's like the buildup. Like he wasn't there for this game or the previous game or any game. And he's not there for any of my stuff. So I have this resentment yeah, yeah, towards him. Like it's not. And that's rough and all. I get that. But at the same time, though, it's like you, you can't just like just put everything else on hold for that kind of stuff. And like, then and then, by the way, he did thing, also but... turn him into a cyborg. Well, yeah, because he didn't want his son to die. Like, he lost his wife. He's like, oh, my son's dying. I should probably save well, him. Well, he probably went through a lot of pain also, becoming oh, yeah. a cyborg. And, like, he's yeah. now, like, cut off from the rest of humanity because he's just fundamentally different now. It's, like, it's oh, yeah. cyborg's whole thing. He cuts himself off from everyone because he thinks he's a freak now. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, well, that's what kind thing, of though, life like, that's is that? An understandable thing. I just feel like though, like the relationship he has with his dad, like it just it, a lot of the scenes, like yeah, his dad does work a lot and stuff, but it does feel like he actually cares about his son. Well, like honestly, well, look, we see that he cares about his son, but it's not like, like, like Cyborg doesn't see it. Yeah. I guess yeah, I guess you're right. I just I just hate tropes like that though. Yeah, because it's like I mean, it it definitely wasn't executed that well in this movie. Like in any movie, really, I'd argue to say it's not executed as well as they were trying to go for it because it's always like the same thing. Where it's like my dad hates me, and then he like leaves a tape recording behind, or he dies, and it's like, oh, my dad really loved me the whole time. Who knew? And everyone's just like, we've been telling you the whole time, you jackass. Yeah, like with the recorder thing, like it felt annoying when he like smashed it when he's like, yeah, because it's as like your father. And it's like he's clearly trying to tell you that he loves you or, or something like that. It's like, I don't want to hear like, it because it's not it because it's only the second act and I need to hear it in the third act so I can be whole. Yeah. And like that kind of like shit, because it's forced. always that kind of thing. And that's the thing. It's always like also that. like they never give their parents a second chance until they die. Yeah. Also, another nitpick. <laughs> Does he just have the power to reverse breaking shit? Like, I get that he has like okay. powers like he can like. <laughs> hacking like the internet and stuff but he just physically unbreaks a <laughs> tape recorder that was a weird thing i think the implication is because he's part of that weird cube thing well yeah but it's still a stupid thing yeah i get he has like mother box powers but like it's the well it's like marvel has every other the version. same issue and it's not as bad where it's like the infinity stones like if you just touch one you get superpowers and it's like eh, i guess it doesn't really like it's it's cosmic space magic and stuff it's not a huge deal but with this yeah. it just feels confusing because it's like yeah. you touch a I, mother I box it turns you into into a cyborg and now you have the powers of that mother box i say they're both pretty stupid at least with the infinity stones where it's like they were part of the things like it made sense because the power comes from the stone yeah but when it, but when it's like oh if you touch it you become god it's like okay all right yeah. but no while we're on the subject of uh of of the stone family um oh yeah, so yeah dr stone uh cyborg's dad he turned, he turned his, his son, son into a yeah he turns his son not a, only into a bioweapon <laughs> but also a potential tool for cyber terrorism he has access to every single camera in the world and all of the world's nukes and that's the first thing he tells his son about when he's like hey by the way here's all the features i gave you yeah it's like he's like giving a you know what it feels like it feels like 
when they present like the new iPhone. Yeah. And it's like, not only can it show <laughs> you where you are on the map with GPS, but it also, it you can, can send text an messages with on it. Syria. Oh, and also you can manipulate the world's currency. Yeah. <laughs> like it's explicitly said, like when he's like ta- telling yeah, he him, about, he's like, yeah, you can manipulate the world's currency and launch the nukes and on And then a it's whim. like this. I want to say this, though, because like he's doing the talk and they have like this weird CGI place. Like, I understand what they're trying to go for. It's like his mind palace thing. But the fight, like they have this scene where it's like you can manipulate the world's currency. And how do you think they would show that, viewers? Like like a bar graph or like money falling from the sky? No, no, no. A big fucking bull is going to fight a fucking bear and they're both covered in gold for some reason. Watch. Yeah, that's weird. I guess that's what the the visual representation of currency is. I don't get it. <laughs> I think the bull's supposed to be Wall Street. But what the fuck is the bear? The USSR? Mess with the bull, you get the world's bank's paycheck. <laughs> mess with the bull, you get the IRS on your ass. Now, I do want to talk about another thing that happens, though, because it really bothers me. Uh, Cyborg hacked an ATM to give a woman money, which is cool, but now the bank's gonna see a potential hack, look into it, discover the the discrepancy in the account, then sue the woman and damages that she would be, uh, that would, because she would be the prime and only suspect. He made her day, but ruined her life. Yeah, that's a really good point, too. (laughs) And it's like, well, we don't even see where that money comes from. It's like, like, oh, congratulations, you've won this thing. It's like, oh, that's weird. Because it's like, does Someone he just... Someone hacked the ATM. Is this just money that he spontaneously creates? Which, I mean, you can. Or, but, like, or or does it come from somewhere? Does, like, does it come from... Oh, well, it came from the ATM. Those things are full of a certain amount of money. But, like, well, no, that's his not whole what thing I'm saying. was, like, hacking. That's not it. what I'm saying. Oh, the hacking part? Well, because it's... It's not like he's like getting it's not like he's bestowing the cash from inside the ATM on her. He's putting money into her account. So where is that coming from? Is that like just new money that he just well, created or does he like the take it from that, like uh, Jeff Bezos's bank account? The thing it said it was like a million customer thing. So I think it was a thing that that bank does and he found it in its files and just gave it Maybe. to her. But the point is, though, they're going to see that someone hacked into their files and gave someone a thousand dollars. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's possible that it, like, it's I, a nice it in a way notion, but bound. But yeah, it is like sc- I like the idea of that about scene. how it could be. I like the notion of that scene. I understand what they're going for with it. But like knowing how like technology works now and how like tracking is and shit like that, like. I don't know. I just feel like I might be looking into that scene too much, but I know what would happen if I hacked a, an ATM. I think we looked into this entire movie too much. I think it was four hours too much. <laughs> but anyway, let's move on to the last couple things. Um, yeah. Jesse Eisenberg, terrible casting choice for Lex Luthor. He's not a bad actor. He's just not a good Lex Luthor. Even worse casting choice, Jared Leto as the Joker. Jared Leto's Joker is like all those incels on Twitter that say they're the Joker. Yeah. It, it's terrible. 
Also, before we go into anything else, I just want to point this out. There's a scene where Batman throws a battering at the Flash to prove he has powers. And I just thought it would be really funny. Like, whatever was wrong at Batman just fucking murders some oh, kid. Oh, yeah, I think, I think I saw a channel that, like, animated <laughs> just, that. He's just like, are you the Flash? No, no, that's not me. Throws the battering. Oh! It's like, oh, shit, he wasn't lying. This kid just broke in. Welp. Another criminal off the streets, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's, let's uh, just... Also... What? what? Uh, before we go, I want to talk about this. The best character in this movie, the closest to their actual... Like, the best characters, I'd say, for casting and shit. Uh, Alfred was good. However, he was Alfred and Lucius Fox put together, so it was weird. Yeah, well, I... Like, he's like... I don't the, mind that. Like, I like, respect, like... Yeah, it's... For this movie, cool, they would have to introduce Lucius Fox, and it's like... I just think it'd be cool to have both of them, like, being, like, making the stuff. Like, Alfred makes the suit upgrades while Lucius makes the vehicles. Yeah, well, I just feel like that's too like, much for this already incredibly, like, dense movie. Oh yeah, no, I know. So I'm just I, saying, I, I respect. Like, it's just weird. I respect taking two different characters and just uh, consolidating their roles if they're similar enough. Like I respect that. I complain. Well, it's like I complained about in Spider-Man Three, how um, Eddie Brock and Harry Osborn can fill the same role. So I respect yeah. that. You know, they they did that with with this movie with Alfred and, and Lucius. I will say the best casting this movie has J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, because J.K. Simmons than I perfectly. <laughs> I don't know why, but every time J.K. Simmons gets a role, he always hits it. Fucking he's great as Jonah Jameson. He's great as the band teacher from Whiplash. He's great as fucking everything. Yeah, you Santa give Claus and, and, and Klaus. Great movie. Watch it. Hell Yeah. Hell yeah! No, but fucking his commissioner Gordon is exactly how I imagine Gordon in the comics, just being so tired and done up with everything. It's just like, yeah, God like, damn it! Uh, what Gordon is this, Batman? Yeah, he's the perfect Gordon. He's just so like, just done with J. it. J.K. Simmons has a specific talent <laughs> where every time he takes a role, he becomes the definitive version of that role. Yeah, yeah, I know you're not wrong. <laughs> so anyway, do you want to get into uh, the ending? Yeah, but I do want to say this uh, one last little nitpick thing is the soundtrack for this was just a dark remix of the Spy Kids theme. You know what? I can't argue with you on that. <laughs> All right, but now let's talk about the ending. So at the very end of the movie, they brutally murder Steppenwolf while Darkseid watches with a thumb up his ass. And then they saved the world. And it's like an epilogue where everyone's like going home and doing their things and stuff. I kind of stopped paying attention for a bit here. Up until the nightmare sequence that everyone was talking about. Now this nightmare sequence is a se- is a sequence where everyone's like, this is where the, the real shit happens. Uh, actually, I forgot. There's one more thing. They introduce one last character. Uh, at the very end, Lex Luthor brings Deathstroke, who's a mercenary from the uh, comics... Onto his boat. It's like, I know Batman's name, uh, his real name. I'll You can go get him. Team up with me. And uh, the very first thing I said when Deathstroke showed up on screen was, oh my God, who the fuck cares? Like, I love Deathstroke. He's one of my favorite Batman villains. But this movie made me not give a shit about the very first time he's been shown in a movie. Yeah. And it also <laughs> felt like another example of world building for stuff that's just not going to happen. 
like I understand the notion Zack Snyder's trying to have where it's like everyone knows the backstory, but it's like I don't know. I feel like maybe a little bit of uh, extra substance well, feels, would be good for your spectacle. It feels extremely shoehorned in. It feels like yeah, you're trying to put the beginning scene of the next movie at the end of this one. He did. He did seven of those. Yeah, the movie just never fucking ended. Because then it gets to the nightmare sequence where Batman's having a bad dream, which might be a permission of future or yeah, something. Yeah, and also uh, Deathstroke is in that sequence. So, like, Batman yeah, knows like, who Deathstroke is. Up. Yeah, it's because they, they have met before. Like, the implications of that scene is that Deathstroke was beaten by Batman. Because he says, it's like, uh, I'm doing pro bono because I want the Batman to pay for what he did to me and yeah, shit like that's that. that's fair. So it's like, I guess they team up at some point and they become friends, which isn't too far fetched because they have teamed up before because he's a mercenary. Like Deathstroke works for whoever pays him. Like he doesn't give a yeah, shit. Yeah, like mercenaries like, he fights do. fights Batman a lot. Yeah, like he fights Batman a lot because he's like the guy that thwarts him the most and he has like a like a rivalry with him. But on paper, they're like the same guy, basically, except one of them gets paid to do the stuff he does. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so they team up and shit, and, like, it's, it's like, a nightmare sequence. Like, Aquaman's apparently dead because Hera's there. Uh, Cyborg's there. Batman's there with his weird trench coat bat cowl getup, which still looks goofy to me. Like, I know it's supposed to be inspired by Gotham by Gaslight, which is one of my favorite, like, comics, but I still did not like the, the suit design from that and in this. I don't understand it. Spider-Man Noir makes sense because it's like a balaclava he puts on. And this, it's just he's wearing a trench coat with the bat cowl. Yeah, he's like wearing it At over the, end the regular the... bat suit. Yeah, like I I don't. Is he trying to be inconspicuous? Because I feel like the, you know, the, the ears like that just. Well, like I know. understand the goggles because it's like, you know, you're trying to shield That's yourself from the wasteland. dust. But like the trench coat feels a little too much. Like you're, it's too like themey. Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, we want Batman to look like a cool wastelander thing. But the ho- the cowl ruins it to me, man. He should have had like just his face, I guess. Because who would the fuck who would care in the wasteland, man? Yeah, I don't know. Everyone knows it's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <sighs> and then yeah, uh, but- we had a scene that everyone was excited for from the commercials, which is. Jared Leto reprises his role as the Joker. And oh my god, uh, everything else in this movie made me want to eat a bag of glass chips. This one made me want to down that with a glass of bleach. Yeah, he looks worse with long hair. He looks worse, he sounds worse, and I've also devised a weapon to kill him as well. A gun? Yeah, it's just a gun. This one was (laughs) not, not that hard to figure out. It's just a guy. Just shoot him. Yeah. Or we could just use the sound cannon again. <laughs> Please. I just I have this thing now and I don't know what to do with but it. Yeah, so like it's like I said before though, that whole <laughs> sequence, like it is it supposed to be like an injustice style timeline where Superman's evil? Is it supposed to be like I uh, I guess it was all a dream, but like it's clearly supposed to be something. And it feels just completely oh, yeah. out of nowhere. It feels like it's out of left field. It feels like a different movie. It feels like it's not supposed Alex. to be here. Alex, we forgot Flash's Iron Man in this scene, too. Oh, yeah, because he has the thing. (laughs) He's got Iron Man's suit for some reason. God. 
Anyways, uh, Joker says some pretty cringy fucking shit about how everything sucks and Batman sucks and the world we sucks. We live in a and society. Like, yeah, and then Batman grabs him by the throat and is like, I'm going to fucking kill you. And then he wakes up screaming. <laughs> yeah. And then we get, Me, then we get I- the scene where Martian Manhunter <laughs> shows up and he's like, there's bigger stuff coming. Martian Manhunter, the guy that shows up halfway through this movie, then has the audacity to come back and threaten me with another one. It just, it's... <laughs> but, like, when I was watching the movie, though, like, the whole time I was thinking, how many times is this movie gonna end? A lot. Because, like, it ends the first time, then it ends, and then we get the nightmare sequence, and then we get uh, Martian Manhunter, and we get Lex Luthor breaking out of Arkham. Yeah. And then, and again, we get like Deathstroke, and it's like, when How will it be enough? <laughs> I remember I said, I screamed at the top of my lungs, oh my god, when is this going to end? This movie was agony. Yeah. <laughs> so, my thoughts on Zack Snyder's Justice League, uh, I wrote it on Facebook, and I'm going to say it here. The Snyder Cut was a four hour long insult. Good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm all burnt out <laughs> with like the with all the Zack Snyder stuff. This has been a I long one. I don't want to see another movie. I think this oh. takes the throne now for the longest episode. Three hours and ten minutes. How long was the Spider-Man one? I think it was only like two hours long. Oh, that one's three hours, one minute. Yeah, let's get the ending in place. Then. Yep, all right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Bold of You to Say. Uh, If this was your first time here, uh, first of all, congratulations for making it all the way through. If you like this episode... I bled um, for you people. Be sure to like and subscribe and all that stuff. You know, subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Leave us a review on Podchaser. That's like an IMDb site for podcasts. That's a great way to help out the show. Uh, we have merch now. Uh, get yourself a Muscle Rock t-shirt or a button or wall art. Uh, it comes in many forms uh, on TeePublic. That'll be linked down below in the description. Follow us on social media. Follow us on Twitter. Follow me on TikTok. Uh, friend Jared on Steam or Xbox. <laughs> um, I just need some. I just need someone to play with. Come on, <laughs> let's go. Uh, share this episode. Uh, share it with a friend. Uh, tweet out our clips. Uh, get more eyes and ears on the show so we can grow the audience. I uh, actually just finished the uh, the clip from a couple weeks ago where we uh, did like the Spider-Man rewrite. I uh, made that into a clip. Share that. Get it, blow, blow it up, get it, get it to the moon, uh, like they say. Get it to the moon, so when uh, we jizz on it, that's also getting jizzed on. And uh, you know, subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Uh, turn on notifications, turn on automatic downloads, all that stuff. And uh, watch this between the hours of 9 a.m. and 9. Oh yeah, those are our official hours. And I just want you all to know, I love you all. But you made me bleed for this, <laughs> and for that I will never forgive you. Good night! Good night, everyone. <laughs> or good morning, good evening, good, good fuck. 9 a.m. through 9 p.m. I'll see you all in your dreams. <laughs> <laughs>